Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure. Run fast on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. Channel 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. If you'd like to call the Ron and Fez show, that's the way you do it. Now, if you'd like to come in and hang out with the Ron and Fez show, we're doing something pretty cool. We're doing an unmasked here at Sirius XM, but at nighttime. Um, I don't have all the details in front of me, Chris. What's the date and the time that we're doing this? Thursday, August 21st at 8 p.m. right here in the SiriusXM studios. All right, Thursday, August 21st, 8 p.m. You come in and hang out with us. Uh, it'll be cool because, you know, we don't have to put up with a lot of fucking suits hanging around at night. Uh, and we're going to be talking to somebody I think that runs probably one of the craziest shows out there. I'm, just, I'm actually trying to get my head around this guy's act and where it's going because he gets an incredible amount of buzz. And I, I kind of don't understand the show, <laughs> but I think it's great that he's just like doing his own thing. Chris Gethard is going to be here. Chris Gethard, he runs this Really extreme, I would say somewhat of a punk rock version of a talk show. Definitely. Um, and it started uh, at uh, UCB Theater in 2009. It's on the Manhattan Public Access channel now. Uh, he's appeared on Conan, Jimmy Fallon, as part of Chris Hardwick's Nerdist Network. Uh, but the the weird thing about it is like Comedy Central took a good hard look at this show, and I think took the attitude of like, okay, this might work if you make some changes. And they're like, no, we're rocking our way. This is the show, right? Yeah. So it should be really really fun. I definitely can't wait to hear his story, Chris Gethard. You get the chance to come in and hang out with us here, and for nothing else, see the view here at nighttime because it's. 
stunning. Look, night time's the right time to be yeah. up here. Uh, we're on the 36th floor. It looks like we've just put some braces down under the elevator still. <laughs> I don't so, know why. It's so weird looking. Everybody should feel comfortable. <laughs> it looks like our lobby was going to fall in. I have, oh yeah, so we. Should, I guess it's a good thing that they have. There's but there's scaffolding inside a building. Come on, doesn't make any sense. That's beyond scaffolding, dude. Because that stuff <laughs> is big, load bearing metal. Yeah, lo, it's definitely load bearing. Uh, so come in and hang out with us. That is Thursday, August twenty first at eight p.m. Uh, you know, go to the Twitter, sign up. It's um, it's going to be a blast. Uh, all right, so we got that going for us. This will be fun. Uh, also, I am happy to say Fez Watley is back two and a half weeks later, <laughs> looking great, fresh-faced, bright-eyed. You look like a million bucks. Thank you, Ronnie. It's good to be back. Back in a neck brace after my neck surgery. And I'm. Uh, here's what I'm kind of upset about. That your voice came back because I really <laughs> thought the funny trumpet voice would have worked for you. It was yeah. It's like they went well. They went in past the vocal cord, so I think something got tightened up. Well, they say that that happens, and it you know it's only a temporary thing. With some people, were permanent. But he was talking like this for one. I'm like, this is so <laughs> fucking great, Fez. Make sure should I stand on your neck <laughs> to keep that going. But you look real clear eyed and pain free and. Everything's great. You got a, a, a shirt that's really, really nice. That's my gay shirt. Mm. Fuck. Still can't figure a way out, huh? No, not yet. No. Uh, no I'm going to let you know you're creative. Why does he still have the brace on? Can I just ask a question? Why does he still have the brace on? My neck isn't healed yet. I just had a piece of my leg put into my neck to rebuild it. That old man radio, <laughs> he just keeps sailing. He, when I told him that uh, about when we went out to dinner and that you were wearing the neck brace, which I'm mad too because you shaved and that looked really funny, <laughs> just unshaven. And, you know, he had only been up for a couple of days, so he really uh, was in. You know, downed out shape at that point. Nice. But with the neck brace on. And Chris was so mad saying you didn't need a neck brace. Did you hear him say that on the air? Yes, I heard him say why, it. Why didn't you call in? <laughs> well, I really <laughs> thought it must have been the Downs talking. That someone would say someone no, with neck surgery didn't need a neck brace. We we weren't all doing Downs, yeah. just you. I was sober on the fucking air. I thought I heard it crazy. Because it couldn't possibly be real. You don't need that neck brace. I need this neck brace. You just want to look like Bobby the Brain. That's it. That's it's just it's an accessory now for you. you don't I would need have it. been wearing it years ago if that was the case. Why don't you draw in a bow tie so nobody knows exactly <laughs> what it is? Why weren't you wearing one before? Just to stabilize it a little bit. Okay, now you guys are ganging up. This is called bullying online. Why do you have to worry about his neck brace? His doctor said put on a neck brace, he put on a neck brace. It looks ridiculous. And he, yeah, he, it does. <laughs> a neck brace is going to look dumb. It looks crazy. And he I, he got he went into surgery to get fixed, so the neck is now fixed. He doesn't need the neck I feel, brace. I feel bad for anybody who sits behind him at a movie. Oh, they're fucked. You don't need it, Fez. Take it off. No, I'm not taking this off. My doctor says I need this. Throw it in the garbage now. I feel like I'm getting scammed here. I, I would say this. 
and then maybe it's because of TV, but everybody with a neck brace looks like they're faking it. Yeah, he's working something. <laughs> he's not. That's just fucking television fucking with you, dude. People do wear neck braces. You- You've been taken in by pro wrestling and Brady Bunch reruns. I don't believe for a second. I, I just want to take it off you. I, when what I look would happen at it, if you took it off? Would your head fall <laughs> right on your shoulder? It could. It could undo all the good work that the surgeon did. It'll be fine if we take that thing off. He'll be even better. It's ridiculous. I feel crazy looking at a man in a neck brace. <laughs> but it, he's. Do you think a cast is real, or do you think those people are faking? No. Can, do you not believe in wheelchairs? <laughs> A neck brace is an actual thing. I've seen enough people like get up out of the wheelchair that even wheelchairs I'm suspect of most of the time. A lot of people just use it because it's easier when they can actually right. walk, you know? How long is this This thing doesn't on? make it easier. You want sympathy. That's the only reason you're wearing it. So like people can't tell like I could have had neck brace. I feel bad for him with that neck brace on. Thank See? you, Ron. I appreciate <laughs> it. It's at three weeks off. It's been a party. <laughs> People were stopping by the office who never do. Hey, what what happened? Are you an accident? What happened? Haven't seen it for a while. Because he's just sitting there like all hunched over in his neck brace. So you thinking he was loving that? Loving it more. Like people never, not even talk to him, let alone stop by. Like <laughs> The hey, weird thing is, on? it is... Um, it is weird to see somebody in a soft brace like that. Yeah. Like there was like the the, the brace where the, like the screws go to your head. Yeah, that would be better. You yeah. should have had that. Then nobody would have thought that you were faking. I don't need a halo screwed to my head. It's bullshit. What, is the, what does the neck brace do feel? It's just a precaution to make sure that when I'm out on the street, nothing bad happens. What bad could happen to you? If, I, if my neck gets turned too bad. Uh, Who's going to turn your neck? You know, never know. A good-looking guy could walk by. Oh, come on. Turns so you, my head. So you, this is to stop you from hurting yourself. This, this is a precaution. Oh, that's it's really embarrassing, to, see, man. See, that part's embarrassing. He doesn't need it. Yeah. My doctor told me to keep wearing well, it. Well, why don't you put on boxing gloves so you don't chew your nails? I mean, if you, <laughs> if this is just to stop you from doing something, then that's a lot more embarrassing. I thought that your neck actually needed it. But it does need it. Sure it does. This is the precaution but, to but, make sure but, that the surgery stays in place. But the point was, to stop. it's only to stop you, nothing else. No, anything else could happen. Wait, I what? can't tell you right now. Wait, let me just say this. I'll punch him in the fucking neck brace and I'll break his spine. I'll fucking... Don't. That neck brace is not going to fucking protect you. It's too soft. It's a gimmick. Let's it's get like you to the other with the hard one, and then we drill some things into your skull. How about a cone, like a, like they have with dogs, so they don't get That's it? That's fucking wounds. embarrassing, Shelby, and you know it. That's going to make him look like he chews on his own fucking ears. <laughs> you two must have had a hell of a week last week, Chris and uh, Shelby, if they're working together to come after the neck brace patient. Well, nobody checked up on them over the last couple weeks, so yeah, I guess they did have it. I was doing it. I was texting Chris Stanley to fix the levels during the show. Is that right? How about the promos? Uh, here's my buddy, the Pit Duck, K Pit Duck. Hey, Ronnie, is that a soft collar or a hard collar? Soft. Yeah, that's bullshit. Oh! Yeah. Whoa, that's what do you know? Whoa, no, no, no. Let's, let's, 
Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Don't take it off. Don't take it off. Let me explain. A hard collar, I mean, I can. I thought he would have a hard collar on after the surgery because you really don't want to move those joints at all, which means you don't. You can mobilize the neck. A soft collar, if you really, if he wanted to, he could turn his head to the left or right against a soft collar really easy, unless it's on really, really tight. But even then, a soft collar really doesn't protect your neck from movement, which you want to give it a few weeks for that bone to form a callus before you get sur- after you get surgery. But a soft collar, I think it's more it's more placebo than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was right the entire time. No, whenever you see anybody like you know wrestlers, plastic wrestlers, or people in a, in a lawsuit or something like that with a soft collar on, it's horseshit. Wow, I didn't know that. It doesn't offer any real protection. I mean, it it helps you. It might make you keep moving your neck a little bit more to the left or right, but you can still move it. And if you're going to move it, you're going to injure it if they're worried about an injury. See, he's making my point as well. But he just made the fucking point that you don't need it. That I need this. The thing doesn't work at all. No, it, it, it'll do good. It'll help him. If it keeps you from moving your head more to the left or right, that's fine. It'll, but it'll here's do. the point. Just don't be an adult and don't move your head from left to right. Self-control, Fez. Yeah, have a little self-fucking control. We should all have neck braces on, according to Fez. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to turn my head if I see some chick or walking down the street. So, have some self-control, claims two different alcoholic <laughs> drug addicts. Hey, Ronnie, one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we just cut to the chase and give Dave, David Bowie the Nobel Prize after seeing that, that documentary on Showtime the Did other day? Did you love the documentary? Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, Davey Mack texted me and said that he's he went out of his way to remove his ACDC albums and put in his Bowie albums. And he says since he saw the documentary, he's completely and 100% obsessed. He's it watched just, it a dozen yeah. times, he told you me. You know, it just makes you want to go back and listen to all those albums all over again. You know? Well, I do that anyway, but here's, yeah. the, here's the thing. I wanted the documentary even to be more. Like, I found the, the stuff of the people that he collaborated with yeah. was fucking fascinating. I didn't know how much of that took place. And then I was always curious like what do you do when that leaves like here you are mick ronson you're just yeah. having a time in your life and then you're like what's he doing with eno why <laughs> why is fripp here yeah yep take it easy ronnie okay buddy all right bye uh so yeah i did like that documentary but simply wet the appetite it should have been 15 years is the name of the damn thing well i didn't understand the five-year name because it was more like the actual it was more than a five-year span of the actual yeah. documentary. And then they also leaped over many albums. Yeah. They acted like he went from Ziggy Stardust to fucking the Philadelphia Soul album. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, Chris's favorite fucking song of all time. <laughs> it's Diamond Dogs, It's dude. Diamond Dogs. Ah. You missed that completely. I did love the old footage of him, like, when he was real walking whack. Well, on the Dick Cavett show. When he was oh, so God, just so cooked up. That's amazing. And then he's just drinking milk in those, those fr- the first couple of years where he's just drinking the milk diet. It's hysterical. It's just so weird, man. Just amazing. It's just crazy. So fucking weird. Um, here's uh, Al in Ocean City. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. Al uh, Fez, are you there? Yeah, right here. Um, I do a show down here in, in the mornings, and I had Mo Rocca last week. And uh, I know your crush on Mo. And he said he's going to send you a special gift and a get well note. Did you receive anything from Mo? I haven't gotten anything from Mo Rocca yet. Damn it. 
I've been trying so hard, and he was so excited to hear you were hurt for some reason. I have no idea why. Well, you know, it's gossip. Uh, are you in Ocean City, Maryland, or, or yeah. New Jersey? Maryland. Yeah, we spoke before. We used to, I used to work with Don Geronimo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember talking to you. Yeah. Uh, what was Mo doing down there? He was doing. Uh, it, it was. It was. Uh, he was doing. Uh, we had an interview. He was talking about his grandma's ravioli book and pushing this morning CBS morning show stuff. But was he really, you know, staying in Rehoboth for a couple of days? He might have been. He didn't say he did. We, well, Hanging he, out with the rusty rudder. Power in and out. Yeah. Push his book. Push his book. But uh, he did show concern for you, Fez. Uh, That's nice. Concern. He's a good dude. All right. Thanks, Al. Good to talk to you yeah. again, buddy. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, here is, uh, Tom in New York. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Big ass 5298 here. Uh, Rob is old school. Hoo-ah! Hoo-ah! Yeah, a couple of things. Bowie, the first tour that I saw was the Diamond Dogs tour, and it was called the 1980 Floor Show. Uh-huh. And he came out over the stage in a cherry picker during, uh, space. That was madness. Time, you know, over the audience. Yeah. It was just astonishing. Yeah, he uh, was. Anyhow, uh, I wanted then, to did you see the neck store? Trade in that um, neck collar for one of those uh, dog satellite dishes. That would look pretty cool. That would be. That would be nice for you, Phil. Um, Maria, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, hey, how's it going, Ron? Good, sweetie. What's up with you? Well, I was just calling in defense of poor Fez. I, um, my husband just had a, uh, an operation too on his neck, and yes, you are around the house wear the sock collar, and when you go outside in public and driving around in your car, you wear the hard one. And yeah, you are supposed what are you, to wear that. You're in public. Where's your hard collar? I don't have a hard collar. I just have this collar, Bullshit. my soft collar. Well, you just wear a stiff T-shirt then. This is ridiculous. <laughs> He probably snagged it off someone walking out of the hospital. All right, well, I, I'm picking up a thing that Chris and Shelby, you don't even, you're acting like this guy wasn't hurt at all. I'm saying he got fixed, and we all heard the stuff that's saying, hey, once it gets fixed, all the pain and problems are gone. And so if, if, if the new bone's in the neck, right? Yeah. Then it should be fixed. The neck is good to go now. So why need the ridiculous looking collar? Here's the thing, Fez. Stand up for these guys. They don't respect you. Mm -hmm. Take your fucking collar off. Do it. Just take it off Do and it. leave it off. I have to keep this collar on. You're going to fucking show them that they were shit. <laughs> now I guess they win. We're right again, Ron. Once again, the bullies win. Um, Sam, you're on the run of face show. Hey, Fez, maybe you could give the collar more validity by having everybody sign it like a cast. Um, I'd sign it. I'll sign it faker. Yeah. This is a fake fucking... I'm going to write... A, I'm going to draw a thing where his neck is, like his throat. I'll just draw a thing and I'll just put jizz pipe. <laughs> <laughs> unused, unused jizz pipe. Uh, Mike, MPA, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good, man. Uh, one of my favorite songs was when uh, David Bowie sang Little Drummer Boy with Bing Crosby on a Christmas show. What are you, somebody's and mom? <laughs> no, seriously, it was fucking... Dude, incredible. everybody knows that. It's been played on fucking radio for f almost 40 years now. We all get it. 
But that's what you're going to say is your favorite song? That's insane. Some l- m- little drummer boy Christmas special? <sighs> uh, Andy, Andy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, I wanted to ask you if you had had a chance to see the Muscle Shoals documentary on Netflix. Absolutely, yes. It's great. Loved it. That yeah. was it good. There's so many of those documentaries now, and I'm I'm pissed that no one's got the chance to see the Wrecking Crew documentary uh, of those guys in L.A. But apparently they can't get get it out because of the music. Just too much money to get the rights for it. Yeah. But the Muscle Shoals, uh, Standing in the Shadows of Motown, and the Wrecking Crew would be... It's seriously like a little fucking class on the early days of, of rock and roll. It's insane how much great shit was going on at that time. Now... Um, Shelby's generation, you have DJs and Paris Hilton being one of them. This story is up on the iBank today. Paris Hilton DJing four nights gets $2.7 million. Yeah. She's pressing play on a fucking computer. $2.7 million dollars and it's not even her own like weird techno song she's making it's like beyonce remixed and then she's so it's not even hers no she's djing yeah she's not she's basically like a high school (laughs) dj except for at least that kid had to change the records yeah and keep an eye on the crowd she's just hitting play and bouncing it's one like three hour long file or whatever it is of just all right so this is taking place in a club right yeah what club has enough fucking money that they're paying $2.7 million? It's in Ibiza. She has a residency, like she's in Vegas, but you know. Yeah, but I understand, but if the Stones had a residency at a club, they couldn't afford to be paid $2.7 million. How packed can you get this place before you get the money back? It doesn't make sense. It's, to- it's, it's, fu- it's crazy. It has to be. Where's this-, this money coming from, is what I'm asking. What nightclub. Can fucking pay out this kind of cash. Well, it is in Ibiza where drugs are totally decriminalized, so there's probably all sorts of shady shit going down in this club. Okay, let's fucking figure out that everyone's drinking and buying drugs. How much does that fucking ha- happen before you can pay your DJ over a half a million dollars a night? This is pictures of the club. This is how many people are packing into the place. Okay, it looks like the Beacon. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can afford to do that. I don't think there's enough money. Somebody is losing money is what I'm saying. Or she's lying about the 2.7 mil. Some shady's going on. Slim shady. Yeah. Uh, This said to us, um, Fez has to keep the collar on. His docs don't want him to lick the wound. (laughs) And Andy Kaufman wore a soft brace when he hurt his neck. And he wasn't faking, right? I just feel like it's just a sham in our faces. Again, you can't use professional wrestling as an example here. This is the only example that works. Exactly. You're the world's biggest professional wrestling fan. And the guys even said, everybody came over and was like so, you know, giving you the attention like a baby. And we know that's your fucking 
happiest time. When you take the victory lap and say, look what baby did, look what baby did, you're at your absolute happiest. Love is it. This was people seeking me out. I didn't go running around the right, place. I got a bad neck. You have a neck. fucking neck brace on. Exactly. The brace is just calling people to you. You're just like, oh my God, he has a neck brace on. He hasn't been around for a few weeks. How many times did Don visit you? Don didn't visit me at all. How many times did he call you? None. Okay. That's the guy that you should be trying to get his attention, and he doesn't give a shit whether you live or die, because he knows this is fake. Yeah. Somebody threw a football to Fez. He caught it, like, behind his back. I, he didn't do that uh, before. I know you're trying to be funny now, Shelby. This is a fucking real thing, yeah, though. This is my real theory, that, okay? So don't, yeah. don't bring me down with you. Yeah, it's th- now you look bullshit. I know, I know. Because he fucking, you know... Hey, Shelby, back off, okay? Back off and jack off, my friend. <laughs> Done and By the way, done. I can't even see him over there. I'll just hear the fucking interruptions. You've got this screen right in front of me, Chris. There he is. There's the hiding little fucking sniper. Um, Justin, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, how many lawyers have run up to you and said, we're going to sue him for millions, millions, I say. Uh, there are people writing in that doctors post opera, uh, post operation instructions say two weeks for the collar max. They all say no collar after two weeks. Here I thought Chris was lying. Yeah. Looks like now for, I'm starting to wonder. Looks like for once he is lying by saying I don't need this. Um, here's Charlie. Charlie, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, be good to hear you guys. Hey, Ronnie, why don't you just do a Mike Brady and throw a briefcase behind him, see what happens. I don't anyway, even have Ronnie, the interest. <laughs> anyway, Ronnie, did you catch the uh, the Tony Stewart, uh, that uh, racetrack incident? Yeah, the but... Guy I, out of the car? Yeah, I mean, did you see it? I, I, yeah, I don't want to treat it like it's entertainment, though. Well, no, I'm not treating it like it's entertainment, but I'm just saying, did you see uh, when Stewart went by him, he accelerated a little bit and did a little fishtail. Yeah, he's in big trouble. He's in and no he's trouble. Out, he, Oh, he's got to be in trouble. He's, he's a, a nun. The, the sheriff already cleared him and said no one should be running out on a fucking racetrack. So you don't think there's any fault in what he did? I'm not, you know, I'm not part of this whole thing. I'm not going to use it as a as this thing, as just entertainment. And, you know, I saw ESPN running it constantly. CNN was running it constantly. What am I going to... I don't know enough about racing. I know somebody shouldn't be running out on a fucking track. In the traffic. And how fast was he going? He was going like 90. I don't know how anyone expect anyone to fucking control things in a half second uh, at 90 miles per hour. It was in, uh, right into a turn, too. Like, it was right after... The, so... Uh. I, I'm pretty sure no one would expect any to see a physical person running across the racetrack. Who would expect it? It never would have occurred to me. But, no, I don't want to join in the fucking fun lynch mob that really doesn't even care about this, but they're just using it for entertainment purposes. Fucking kid got killed. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Fezzy. Yes? You should ditch, you should ditch that uh, soft collar and get a nice turtleneck for yourself. Well, the only way he would is if Liz Sets Fire bought it for him. That's where he gets his above-the-belt clothing line. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, this brace is going to become part. This is going to be the gay brace. 
By the way, well, I shouldn't even say. Liz is hanging out with someone that we would all be, you know, into. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'll just say a former Big Brother person. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dude or a chick? Dude. Can I just, can I just write it down, who yeah. I think it is? Chicken George? How old are you that you would even remember Chicken George? I, I was no, not even, uh, not evil dick. A <laughs> <laughs> baller is a fucking person. I thought maybe she was visiting him. I don't know. <laughs> Those are the two people I'd want to hang out with. All right, Rorschach wants to know why stop with the soft collar. You should be wearing a Bane collar. <laughs> you really are like our Bane right now. Or at least the bane of our existence. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's the Ron and Fez Plug Report. Today's top plugs and headlines. Make sure to listen to the premiere of The Soder Show with comedians Dan Soder and Big J. Okerson this Tuesday, August 12th at 6 p.m. Exclusively on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 95. And later on, how one wrong order at Starbucks landed Kermit the Frog in jail. And what this could mean for the Muppet franchise. This has been the Ron and Fez Plug Report. What's that soda calling the show? The soda show. I would, I definitely would be calling it drinking soda. Soda pop? Yeah, making it fucking, yeah. Make it pop for the people down south. They love it. Um... The fact that Fez hasn't taken off the gay shirt in eight months makes me feel like the collar will never come off. Oh, no. It's on there now. Yeah. It's part of him. That's why I had the big problem with it in the first place. The exactly. collar will come off uh, when the doctor says it can. Oh, sure. Like, we it- know you. You never come through with anything. It's actually been ten months. We wish it was eight. <laughs> Nearly been a year. With Why this are you thing? keeping a countdown calendar on how long he's been wearing that fucking? All right, I'm going to say it. Shitty fucking shirt. <laughs> it's a piece of garbage. <laughs> Who was all in on that shirt together? Who bought you the shirt, Fez? Um, that was um. All of a sudden, my mind is slipping me here. Oh, jeez. That old man radio. I'd like to also see you get a, a, a army helmet with it. But an army helmet with a peace sign. You okay. know what I mean? Like, you know, really go all off. Um, Steve, Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, welcome back, son. You want me to come out there? Kick that big lip bitch and that drug addict in the stomach. Drop him on a stack of dimes. They call the neck and give him a reason to wear a neck brace. All you got to do is give old Stone Cold a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Really? You want him to kick me in the stomach? All right, let's fucking do this. Oh, no. Now he said Chris and Shelby. Oh. I heard him say drug addict and I just jumped in. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah, Stone Cold. <laughs> Crack another Steve Weiser. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You can do it. Remember that time you were wrestling? It slipped my mind right now. I can't think of it. It was John 3. I What? Fuck you, McMahon. Get him in the wrestling hold. <laughs> now, somebody asked, and this is up on the iBank too, uh, some radio station had Stone Cold in and asked him who was the greatest wrestler of all time, he or Hogan, 
he picked himself. <laughs> I now, love it. Is there any way to give him that? Oh. He, yeah, definitely. He no, he, he, he was he fucking saved the company, and he was fucking stone cold. You can't ever get beyond being first. Being first is always going to be the guy. No one is a bigger rock star than Elvis, and no one will be. And fucking Michael Jackson spent his whole life trying to catch Elvis until he had to make up the king of pop like to be his own thing because you weren't going to be the king of rock and roll. There's only one. There's only one Elvis. The Beatles were the first big English group and no one's ever going to top them. That That's untoppable. Hogan was, I mean, he fucking blew, I got, there's no, there wasn't any Hulk, any Hulk, there was Hulkamania, there wasn't Stone Cold fucking mania. Like, people like 316, yeah, but fucking That Hulk, was the same thing. No, nowhere close. And it's not an attack on him, but it's nowhere close. You could walk down the street today and say, name a wrestler, and I guarantee you the vast majority of people on the street would just go, uh, I don't know, Hulk Hogan? Like, he is wrestling. Like that's he's the guy. He's the guy. You can't get beyond that. Sorry, he will always Stone Cold. be the guy. And I love the, the only Stone thing Cold. that goes in Hulk Hogan's favor is the fact that he won't go away. He's back on Raw again tonight, I believe. And guess what? Most people have no idea that they know him because he's been around in the eighties and made it big. I had no idea that he was on there. I probably haven't seen him wrestle in 12, 15 years. But Hulk Hogan is the number one guy. Just like, like you said, he's the Elvis of that. The, when the WWF became the WWF, it was because Hogan was the fucking guy. Like He fucking started. He was a goddamn pioneer, superstar, whatever you want to call him. They gave him everything. They gave it to him. He wore it. He's the guy. You can't get around it. He wasn't exactly pioneering where he would just At kick someone he... and then drop his leg across them. He wasn't like a pioneering wrestler. Nobody said that he was no. the best technical wrestler. They're saying he's the guy. All right, this is the helmet for Fez. I yeah. can't put that on. Why not? It's way too heavy. Okay, he's not going with the bit. Yeah, let's put it over there. Let's put it over. Ah. <sighs> It's actually, uh, by the time he had the whole thing going on, it would have been fucking great. We could have got pictures and stuff. This thing barely fits my giant head. Like, if I, if this is. I'm not surprised. If this is army issue, I'd have to go into war without a goddamn helmet on. You've got the whole coke in the heads. <laughs> Thank you. No one will ever have another fucking large head. Thank you very much. I actually believe that's why you're an only child. I believe that head of yours destroyed your mother's birth canal. Why, don't, why are you talking about your mother's birth canal? They actually said it went from a birth canal to a birth bay. Jesus! It was just, just a giant... Did you look at the fucking report? Stan, why are you even talking about this? It's my mother! Come on, man! It's a natural thing, okay? I get it, but I don't want to think about her birth canal. I know, but it's true. It happened. It's nature. Your I, mom yeah. had sex with your dad. Oh. Your dad jizzed. <laughs> Who? A giant load into your mom. It was a big load? Yeah. You were a little fucking tadpole yeah. in that load. Weird. For some reason in those days, you weren't as lazy as you are now. <laughs> and you were off to the fucking races. Yeah. Off to the races. I was first. Till you found your mom's egg. Then Weird. you started humping it. All right. Knocked up that egg. Fertilized it. Yeah. Ugh. And just like a sperm, giant fucking melon. 
You're the same proportion right now of when you're with a sperm. The only thing you need is a fucking tadpole thing instead of feet. Man, I'll get one fucking attached. Call me Sperm Man. John and Philly, you're on the Run and Fez show. Ronnie, John from Philly. Love the show. We've got to argue with you about the business side of uh, WWE. Uh, So-called sold more merch, more attendance. If you're looking at pure business, he did more than Hogan. They're ranked So-called Hogan Rock. One, two, three. Out. I will tell you, well, well, no, you don't have to say out. I will have this conversation with you. You're in Philly. You could do this yourself. Walk down the street, say to people, name a wrestler. I'm, I'd am i be doubtful if 8% of the people said Stone Cold. Doubtful. And I'm going to guess over 50% would say Hogan every time. That's what makes you big. Just like if you were playing... Uh, a fucking game show, and you said to people, name a hamburger chain. What are they going to say? McDonald's. Doesn't mean it's the best. Doesn't mean they've been there in fucking 12 years. <laughs> That's the fucking brand. By the way, and it's very risky. It's very risky for me to uh, say this, but I want to put it out there to the white people. We have lost game shows. <laughs> We're no longer running game shows. Drudge ought to run something on that. And I will tell you, this was the, the giveaway of all time. The giveaway of all time. So, Chris, I am watching the Family Feud. Yeah. Now, you know that three years, Family Feud was just a bastion of white taste and sensibility. Oh, it was amazing. For decades. It no longer is. Not only, of course, is the host, who we've already heard of is the best host ever, uh, no longer a white guy, but the audience, the families that come in are at least 50% black now. That never used to happen. Oh, it used to be every once in a while. Because I remember somebody in my family would say, Hey, quick, come in. There's a black family on the family feud. That's how <laughs> rare it was. <laughs> now, it's always like a black family playing a white family. But I discovered this week that they don't even ask questions of white people. What? That when they're going out asking, you know, people, uh, you know, what's your number one answer for this? There's no way that those people are white people. And I'm going to give you the example, and I swear to you, I am not making this up. They ask people, if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, what would you spend your money on tonight? Uh, I would spend it on a, a nice dinner. I don't know. A nice dinner. A dinner, yeah, a nice dinner. Like an expensive restaurant. The number one answer was, because they agreed with you, yeah. the number one answer was Red Lobster. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Red Lobster was the number one answer. Your last I day on Earth. I was loving it. They have great biscuits. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It's fucking hysterical. Uh, so yeah, we've we've lost, we've lost. I wish there was some kind of, I don't know, online TV show that would tell me that I could sign up for and would explain these kind of things to me. 
Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, not to get off topic of what I called about, but if uh, Hulk Hogan is the Elvis of wrestling, wouldn't Stone Cold be the Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, I'll give him the Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Um, I'm calling up because um, you turned me on to that baseball doc on Netflix that I was checking out some other ones. Have you seen the one called Dear Zachary? I don't even know um, if I've even heard of this. Morgan, Spur- um, Morgan Spurlock was on the Opie show, and he brought it up. I don't want to give it away. It's about a guy, I, I give a little bit about pretty much what he said. He goes, about a guy who dies, and this guy makes a videotapes. Uh, he interviews all this guy's friends. Uh, so that way, when the kid grows up, he's, you know, he can know his dad. It's a really good movie. It's got some uh, twists and turns on it. Actually, Opie's recommending all his listeners to watch it today. Because we're going to talk about it tomorrow, but it's it's really good. It, makes it sounds too it sad for me. We, we we talked about we I think uh, we talked about this before. I, I remember watching it like a while ago. How it's, long ago? Uh, I think it was at Fifty Seventh Street when we talked about it. Oh, geez, was that the year? Six Fifty Seventh Street. Six years, six years ago. All right. It's horrible. It's good it's movie. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I don't know if I want my heart broke. No, you don't. Okay, you don't want it broken. Uh, look who it is. It's Queen Elizabeth. Hey, Ron, Fez, Spermhead. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering if Fez is so adamant about wearing this neck brace because it's doctor's orders. When did he all of a sudden start following doctor's orders? Oh, regarding his health? Oh, you guys follow so doctor's so orders. Oh, you shouldn't call because I should avoid up. stress. What? I said you shouldn't call because I should avoid stress. Oh, you got me there. Ooh. Damn. Damn, yo. I Monotone mean, bitch. I was just curious. Ron, you sound delicious and amazing. Well, thank you very much, Queen. Right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, I need to get the whole thing reset, too, with the typing all that. Um... Janice, Hi, welcome home. Woo-hoo. Thanks for this welcome home party. It's just spectacular. <laughs> We're Yay. really loving it. <laughs> cool. I'm glad you're back, Fuzzy. All safe and sound. Fuzzy? Montem, bitch. Thank you. You know, before you mentioned Bobby Heenan, uh, years ago we used to love going to the the wrestling. And one time I was sitting right above where the wrestlers were coming out, and I made eye contact with Bobby Heenan and said, Oh, Bobby Heenan, you suck. <laughs> Not one of my proudest moments, but it was a blast. Yeah, it is. He used to be a really good buddy of ours and uh, was legitimately one of the funniest people I've ever met. It's amazing. Yeah, just really, really funny. That's fucking yeah, and I, it's... I think he dug it. <laughs> he gave me his um, sparkly jacket to wear at this thing. It was really great. Oh, that's cool. I really felt like Heenan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and thanks for the uh, David Bowie tip. Uh, I got to see him during the Major Tom era. Uh-huh. Oh, at uh, the Erie Crown Theater. It was great. So what year are we talking about? I think it was 73, 74. So you got to see the Ziggy stuff. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes the shit I can't remember versus what I can't is so amazing. Fez was just going through this earlier. 
All right, darling, it's good to talk to you. And uh, happy belated birthday, Chris. Oh, thank you very oh, much. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had your big birthday. Last year was a giant celebration for you. This year, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Zero, nine. Well, 30. It's the three zero. That's a big one. What 31 isn't as fun, you know? Yeah, but we could have played that 31 Today song for you, and, you know, it would have been perfect. I fucked up. I sent you a real nice text. I did. I appreciate that. Yeah. Happy birthday, Would Buckles. You, buckles. <laughs> buckles. I was, oh, shit, yeah, I forgot. I was being called Buckles the last day before vacation. You were loving Buckles there for a while. <laughs> Did you hear from um, Molly and Shelby and Fez? No, no. You, I heard from you, Ron. Yeah. Well, as they say, not everybody loves you. You know right. what I mean? Not everyone is going to love you. I get it, but you, you love me, though, right? Because I got yeah. that text. Yeah, I love you. Good. I'm here now that your parents are gone. Thank okay? you. Thank you. You fill in that void in my life. Hey, I'm the one who helped set you up with a payday loan. <laughs> Those are great. I co-signed the payday loan. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that cash, too. That was a huge fucking help. Where is... Um, by the way, there's a great piece uh, going up on the payday loans today. Fucking hysterical. Uh, Where's young Molly at? I haven't seen her since we got back. Molly, come in studio, please. I didn't hear anything from Molly. No, I heard from you. I heard from the editor as well. Nice. The editor cares. Yeah. You care, Ron. Yeah. Nada from nothing from nobody else. They don't care. I don't care. You're not gonna. Not everyone's gonna love you, Chris. No, th you know, That's you're right. Part of life. I'm just gonna start fucking drinking heavily because because <laughs> sure. now I'm just thinking it's about it's their no, fault. No love. Where would Molly be? Anyone? I just, I turned around, she's not there, she just, she just said she went to the restroom without telling me. What? And now she just you. got back and she's running What are you, some kind in. of scat boy? Yeah. <laughs> Does he try to make you hold your bathroom activities? <laughs> well, I, I just figures that the, I was literally gone for 30 seconds, so. Really? Yeah. You're not even wiping. Now, Molly, you had your big one hour of radio. Yeah, I did. Did you get a chance to listen to it? Yeah, I did. I listened to it with my mom. When you were out in California? Out in California, sitting in the hotel, lounging, listening to my hour. Sweet. Now, what did you and your mom think of it? I thought it was good. I thought it was funny because my mom... I thought it was really good. I was proud of it. I think it sounded professional and it sounds good. And my mom at the end was like, um, I wish I heard a little more of you. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wow. I just had a uh, an hour on a national platform, so... <laughs> That's it, Molly? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny, but I think it went well. No, I was listening the next day, you went on there, did you get fired? What happened? <laughs> no more hours? They didn't think it was good? <laughs> Where's the shampooch? The shampooch. Mom, why do moms do stuff like that? Awful. Yeah. Terrible. I should have I seen it coming, I really should have. You should never uh, open your heart, you should just... <laughs> You know? Keep it locked. You should have yeah. known your mother was going to hurt you when you showed off to her. <laughs> Chris, you're so lucky. You don't have to deal with your mom giving you, you know, well, feedback on how the show went. It's not, it's not, I would consider her lucky she's passed away. Yeah. But, you know, I have you in my life. That, yeah. That's good. And I tell you every day, you did an awful job. Yep. <laughs> I go, you should be doing so much better. <laughs> Why don't you focus, Chris? Why isn't that something you want to do? I'm, I'm trying to focus. What's your long-term goals? It can't be this. You can't want to go on like this. And did you take care of that payday loan yet? <laughs> did you get that out of the way? No, that's it's interest keeps building on that for some reason. I, I didn't read the fine print. <laughs> for some I just reason. Did the cash. <laughs> you wanted the money right then. 
He'll run over if he fucking hears the ice cream truck coming into town. Oh, man. So how did you express to your mom that you wish she would have been nicer about it? I said, she said, I wish I heard more of you. And I said, well, I thought it was good. And then she like started to back up and be like, no, I thought it was good. I just... You know, she just had criticism for it. So sure, and my dad didn't get to listen live, but I uh, like I hounded him until he listened. It was on demand. And what did he say? Yeah, he listened on demand. He said he had a hard time listening because he was playing his sack. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't hear it. He was out on the fire escape with a fedora, just yeah, playing into the night. Not enough music in the stand-up. Yeah, Damn. he wanted Wayne shorter as a kid, and he got you. Now. So was he nicer about it? Yeah, he was. Okay. And my sister was really, she was my number one fan. What did your sister say? She listened, and I had made a status about it on Facebook, so she shared it with everybody, saying oh, to listen. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. So that's what you wish your mom could be more <laughs> like your sister. Um, In some ways. Yeah. Why is your mom getting on social media, fucking passing the thing around a little bit? Oh, she 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 has a Facebook profile, and she's... Uh, but she's more about like uploading pics, less sharing my achievements. That's called Instagram. <laughs> like, look, here's bottle of champagne. Another dead cowboy. She just puts that. This is the champagne laying on the side. Rest in peace, motherfucker. There's another magnum down the drain. If I drain, you mean my liver. Where's the next one coming at? I want bottle service. Jesus Christ. Now, I mean, you've taken it too far. How was your trip to Cali? It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Monterey. I went to the aquarium. I had uh, really good breakfasts, and I went to San Francisco also. Do you have a fish breakfast? Yeah, I had lox and bagels. No, I would, uh, I always considered, and people get mad about this, San Francisco is the second city because Chicago thinks that they are. <laughs> but when you're in. Chicago, there's parts of it that feel like a city, but most of it doesn't. Right. But when you're in San Francisco, you feel like you're in a city. Yeah, it does feel like a city. And and it has, like, in the same way that New York has, like, different neighborhoods have different personalities and right. stuff like that. I went to Chinatown. That was cool. But the San Francisco Chinatown is nothing compared to the New York Chinatown. Really? It's quiet. People aren't yelling about Gucci and Prada. It's just... See, they're laid-back Chinamen. <laughs> Never That's their thought. thing. I'm so used to the Chinese people here. We have fake Gucci. We have fake Prada. No, you don't. No, here's what they do. <laughs> Especially for women, they'll be like, handbag, Rivia, Gucci, Prada. And every once in a while, you'll hear a tourist go, wait, what? Gucci? And like whip around. It's pretty funny. You see it every day out, out front here. There's tourists fucking buying <laughs> Louis Vuitton bags. <laughs> yeah, that fall apart on the plane. Yeah. Dumb fucks. <laughs> but see, here the thing is, they know it's not Louis Vuitton. They know it's fake. So what's that say about them? That, oh, I'm going to buy a fake bag and make my friends feel like I fucking did something. Look, I spent $1,200 <laughs> on this. You're like, they're like those same people who like to buy those fake lottery tickets and go around, look, oh, I won the lottery. Go to hell. Don't, don't <laughs> fuck with my head like this. By the way, did you see the handicapper to the stars sending out fucking tips that didn't come through? Oh, yeah. It's just, the, that goddamn email chain of chicks is insane. I had a, I stopped by Saratoga and had a real Chris Stanley day. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, by that, I meant I just lost my ass. <laughs> I tried to double down on every race after. It's fun, though. No, you know? <laughs> no, it's not fun at all. You feel like a fucking room. I feel like I should go out and fucking lay with those people who have to sleep next to the horses. Oh, yeah. Fucking no, Saratoga is a notoriously hard track to actually like hit on. And it's every fucking favorite dies there. It's well. Awful. Every race is different. One of the races was like 
fucking miles. Like it was like a three minute fucking race. Yeah. yeah like when crazy. is this over? <laughs> My horse was fucking bleeding. <laughs> For ninety five percent of this race, it should be done. Oh, I hate that shit. Like, no, the, my horse is in front. To the, it's not over yet. Fuck! <laughs> I start freaking out. I'm like, slow down. Save some <laughs> for the end. I would know. Seriously, we ought to just do a fucking track day here. <laughs> well, we'll just set up everything. All right. Fucking sounds great. We should do an unmasked at a track. Well, what am I going to do? Talk to a jockey? Un- <laughs> Come on, honey. Unbridled. Fuck it. I'm sorry. What was it? Do unbridled. See, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to sit and just fucking just take this show and just push it. Let's do one on a picnic table. (laughs) Stop it, Molly. Your mom is right. You need to fucking speak about the right things. Oh, well. I still think it would be cool. You you don't have to. You could you, you could uh, interview a comedian, but still at the what race track. What fucking comedian? Some fucking <laughs> oh, what fucking trail? It's just some fucking guy who's hanging at the track. It would just be when you did Jim Florentine. You didn't interview a bartender, and we did it at a bar. Yeah, you think I would take bo- fucking it, Florentine and put him back? Was it a fucking comedy club? It makes sense. It's <laughs> at the stand. But I'm gonna put him on a rail. Who are you picking in this race, Jim? That's crazy talk. <laughs> So, what's your handicapping strategy? I mean, do you like exotic bets, or do you just go and play show? So, yeah, we're here with Jim Florentine, everybody. <laughs> you know, he's going to try to pick a couple winners for us. <laughs> That's the worst fucking idea I've ever heard. I think it's creative. Oh, your fucking... mom is right. You're, Stop saying just, that. Your mom is right. It's I can't help hurtful. it. No, Mrs. Molly's spot on. Mrs. I finally Molly. agree with her. Have you going over? Have you been to a Mrs. Bean? <laughs> Mrs. Bean, have you been to the fucking Belmont? It's a madhouse. No one's gonna be. Everyone's crazy and drunk. I've never there. been. I've never been. But I would go if we did it unmasked. We can we even? No. Here's a weird thing. They do let little kids in there. Yeah, there's like a but playground. But also, in the back. it's so weird for me to not see people smoking at the track. It looks insane. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just less and less people are smoking. Like, even like on Belmont, there's like one or two people maybe smoking a cigar and a couple people smoking cigarettes. But people are like, get that smoke away from me at a racetrack. Yeah, I know. It's odd. I hate it. I was just walking around because I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll smoke a cigar. And I'm like, I can't. There's (laughs) not a single person here smoking. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's weird. Are there signs that say no smoking? I didn't even look around, but I mean, I'm in a place where no one was smoking. I'm talking about the fucking track. It's like going to a fucking... Um, well, I do this all the time. The, the cigar place I go to. If someone lights up a cigar, and go going like, hey, put that shit out. <laughs> and then we all have a nice big laugh about it. But that's what I felt like. There used to be no difference than going to a cigar store and to the track. Yeah. Or to a ball game. <laughs> It's a place for drinking, smoking, and gambling. But even in the 90s, when we went to preseason games, we smoked cigars the whole fucking time. It's crazy. No one would do that now. They, the, that's, the cigarette companies need to get someone lobbying on their side. It's get, too late. Get, <laughs> it's over, dude. What you're going to do is just fucking... I'm now asking people, please don't drink that green juice in front of me. <laughs> Disgusting. I can smell it looks from like here. someone didn't clean the fucking fish tank. Have you ever had a green juice? No, I haven't. They're disgusting. They would have to be. Look at them. They don't look They're that musk. bad. I think they look like very energizing and... No, man. Like maybe a little sweet, but they're not at all. They're they look like nuclear waste. <laughs> 
Yeah, there. Uh, I had one that was like celery. It was very gross. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know why you would think that would be good. Celery juice sounds disgusting. <laughs> celery in general isn't very fucking tasty at all. So why would I want to drink an extract? You know, of I, it? I believe there's no nutrients at all in celery. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think it's mostly water. Yeah, <sighs> water and grass. Yeah, so it just tastes like water and grass. Man, why would no one wants to drink that? Uh, Lloyd, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. How about Norm McDonald and Artie Lang critiquing Chris's picks at the track? Great show. All right, I'm now I'm <laughs> being turned around. See, this is where you needed to go. I needed to find the right people. Right. You know, your mom is right. You can't do it on your own. No. You need help. Mm. I was all fucking Shelby lay you out today for a 10-week thing that uh, will shit the bed. Um, yeah, I mean... And yet you still give him love, don't you? Well, now I don't feel like giving him any love. But you will go back to it. This is what always happens. If I may just say one thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been two weeks since this came up in conversation, and I know that he doesn't care in his heart, but he insists on bringing it up in front of the room. Mm, it's true. It was br- okay. I so you I'm not. not s- you want to make her look bad, so I'm not supposed to produce this show. Just oh, I didn't the things say that. brought oh. up. I did not say that. I never said that. Wayside. No, was I, was I throwing you under the bus again? Basically, what he says is winners never quit and quitters never win. And you quit on something. I, I just don't think. I mean, I don't know. I I I, I don't want to push a bit forward if I don't feel like it's going to work. It was brought up. No lie, fifty times. You st- you didn't want to do it. Remember, remember when you didn't want to do it? Well, back then he said it wasn't going to work, <laughs> and now he put work into it. And um, I said, okay, I'll I'll follow your lead. I'll make an intro for it. We'll hear everything. And now you don't even want to do that. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think it's. I don't know. I mean, listen. We- when, when is your summer term over? I got two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. It went fast. Yeah. And we know she doesn't stay in touch with us over the what winter. What are you talking about? Care. I you sent you guys an email. Bullshit. One email. <laughs> Bullshit. She's one up, email. She's in Boston College having cocktails. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? I, got, I forget. I gotta go to school. I got one email from her. It came 3.30 in the morning and it just said, <laughs> I'm so fucked up. <laughs> I swear that's not shampoo. What's you your Snapchat? That next summer. <laughs> No, I remember sending you an email about when you guys were having the discussion of who was the queen of butts, whether it was Kim K or uh, Jennifer Lopez, and I was at a lunch table full of gals who all said it was J-Lo. So. And yet they're all wrong now because it's Jen Selter. Yeah, I, none of who, us saw that coming. Whose butt just turned 21 years old, and she celebrated in Vegas. Oh. Good for her. She deserves it. Well, go to the picture of her in Vegas today. I think the Post has it. Yeah, don't put that part in the picture. <laughs> that's not what. That's. Here we go. There she is. Oh, Look at with, that butt. There's that ass. Look at the guy in the background. He looks like Howard. He. Uh, no, that guy's like the the. He's a, uh, a poker player, right? Yeah, he's a poker player and like a <laughs> former seal. He's Dan Bilzerian. He's like the fucking male. He's almost like the dude Jen Selter of Instagram. Like she's the top Got broad. Got a huge ass. But he's like the top dude on Instagram because he just constantly posts pictures of guns and fucking broads and his stacks of cash. Isn't that Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's Anthony's act. 
All right, so he's a former what seal? He was a seal, and uh, he uh, yeah he he plays poker, and like his dad was really rich, and that's where he got a lot of his money too. I was looking through. I my dad was really rich. I'd have a bunch of money too. Hell yeah. <laughs> You'd think this guy has to be fake. Like, it's taken up such a notch. Like, this has to be some, like, weird movie character. Like, the amount of guns and women he's posing with. And the money. This is fucking easily doable with enough cash. Uh, Charlie, you're on the Run of Fetish show. Ronnie B., uh, please can we get a picture of the, uh, the neck brace for us ham and eggers who can't see? Well, we wanted to do that with the helmet, make a whole big thing out of it, but... I think we've moved on a little bit. So, Miles, you're two weeks with us. Two weeks. And then you're going into your what year of school? I'm going into my junior year. Jesus. Wow. Yep. I'm halfway through. Strange. It is strange. Were you a freshman with us when you started? Yeah, I just finished my freshman year. Oh, my God. I feel like time's just flying. It's... Yeah, it does just fly. Sunrise, sunset. We're not all Jewish, so that's not <laughs> I'm a Catholic, okay? Will you guys come to my graduation? Are you having it down here? No, up in Boston. Is there going to be a lot of people there? Lots of people. It'll probably be kind of hot, but, Ugh. you know, you get to see me graduate. Why don't you just, uh, I'll watch online. Yeah, stream it. A live stream? Yeah, they stream these things now. I don't... Okay, I'll, I'll look into it. Get a GoPro and just stream Dude, it, Molly. I, I, Jesus. I watch my nieces and nephews. They're streaming their goddamn Hollywood uh, uh, Halloween parties in fucking school. <laughs> it's easy enough to do, man. Just get the equipment. All right, I will, I'll make it happen for senior year. I got two years to put the equipment together. Who's doing the commencement? That, that school will. I guarantee you the school already does this. I don't think they stream graduation. Why wouldn't everyone just watch graduation streaming? They well, they do it for the fucking grandparents and shit that live on the other side of the country. They I don't already know. Do it. I don't know. I'm telling you, I watch <laughs> these things. You watch yeah. BCs? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, not BCs. They might be behind the fucking times. I think they might be. You know, I watch everybody else's. They might be like, I don't know where the stream goes. The Pope's coming in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, they, they they stream it. Come on. Boston College does it. Look, see? Look, there. There's fucking last year. Oh, all right. I guess you're right. They do stream it. Will you watch it on, on this live stream? You don't have to guess. Yeah, I'll watch it on the live stream. Okay. I'll watch it like your dad watched, listen to your show, eventually. <laughs> They're going to archive it, right? Because I'm not going to be able to do it live. All right, we got a break here. Um, and this might be your last time mess with us. Yeah. 8 o'clock at night, right here at Sirius XM. We're turning it into a party, motherfuckers. Oh, hell yeah. After hours, Sirius XM. Uh, Chris Gethard show. Uh, Chris Gethard is going to be in with us. It's going to be a real, real blast. And it's Thursday, August 21st at 8 o'clock. Should be really, really funny. He's a really interesting kid. And uh, is just out doing his own scene. And that's that's always my favorite people. You know? Yeah. I call them the anti-Shelby's. Right. Shelby tries to go, what happened before me? What path can I follow? Shelby, you were back in Pittsburgh for your... Back in the old Berg. What'd you do? Go to uh, camp with the Steelers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took in some camp, went to a Pirates game. All the usual. usual visited you go usual through the spots. tunnels while you're playing fucking heroes and just stand up around your gay friends? <laughs> We're alive, everybody. I don't have to try to kill myself anymore. So what? I was abused by a mean ant. Yeah, Emma Watson, we were all there. That little Emma Watson's a doll, huh? Yeah. 
Mother Hermione, all growed up on us. Oh, yeah. Remember those upskirts that came out on her? God damn it. <laughs> what? Disgusting. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How about her acting career? Remember that? What? Uh, did you watch any Johnny Football over the... Yeah, I watched Johnny Football. I, you had to watch be watching Johnny Football. Yeah. Were you impressed? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been talking you about... You were the world's biggest Johnny Football fan. I, but look, I say he gets those jitters out of the system, and it's only up from here. You could say that about every rookie. <laughs> every single rookie you could say that about. But the fact of the matter is he, if you didn't know he was Johnny Football, you'd be like, I don't know, this kid, you know, he's got something, maybe. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be sitting here acting like that kid should be fighting for number one. He, I, I, was, I was happy that he, like, I thought, worst case scenario, he does some scrambling bullshit, gets destroyed. And he kind of kept it under control, in my opinion. I, th- I was like, all right, he's showing a little bit more uh, poise than I thought he, he would. He ran like four or five fucking times. I know. That's more than you expect to see a quarterback doing. I still have all the faith in the world. He just doesn't deserve the hype, that's all. He just looks like a, a rookie quarterback right now. They did the Michael Sam. I don't, did you watch that one? Yeah, I saw the, 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 yeah, the Rams game. What would you think of him? <laughs> What's the... Why is he in the NFL? I mean, it's 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 what... like He made a tackle? He's getting to the quarterback? Why wouldn't he be in the NFL? You watched... No, I didn't watch, but I read about it afterwards. (laughs) Well, I will tell you this, if you've been reading, because I was watching that night, and the reporting on him has been incredibly pleasant. If he wasn't Michael Sam, the gay guy, there wouldn't have been any mention of him during the game or after (laughs) the game. It just would not merit one way or the other. He would just be a rookie attempting to make the team. He didn't look necessarily terrific. But nothing embarrassing happened to him. But again, if it wasn't for this made-up backstory like with Johnny Football, you wouldn't be paying attention to these guys. They're just another body on the field. This hype machine just almost ruining the preseason for me. Well, it's making the preseason. There wouldn't be a preseason if it wasn't for the hype machine. You wouldn't even be watching. How much longer do you think they have to rain the hype machine? Like, how long until the next... Uh, newsworthy NFL player. Well, uh, something will just come up. Normally it's a bust or, God forbid, somebody has a big first fucking game. <laughs> you know, whoever that may happen to be. Um, their their game is, is the hype game. Uh, a lot of talk now, too, Chris, about these on-field ads that are going to be more and more while you're watching the game. Yeah. Ads pop up on the field. See, I don't, I don't really mind it because I know it's, it's the NFL. They're going to sell shit. I don't, it's not going to affect the game for me. Like they want to sell Toyotas, whatever. All right, so now it, it's like the, you know, it's like the overlays, the overlays on the on the on the actual field. I'm fine with it. They want to sell shit. I'm probably not going to buy it. I'm going to tell you what. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> it doesn't distract from the game for, for you, though. Oddly enough, no, it doesn't distract. It's, it's the NFL. They, they're going to be selling shit all the time anyway. So now they've, they've emplaced it on the field. It's the future. It's like, something on the field that doesn't belong there. It's like when, if you watch the Steelers play. Like Michael play, Sam. <laughs> he belongs there. 
If, if you watch a team in yellow play and then you see like a yellow glove or a cleat or something, it looks like a flag went in there. This is something that doesn't belong on the field. Of course it's going to be distracting. Yeah, but the flag th- the players are the ones who actually it actually matters to them if there's a flag out there. So they'll know. They're not, they're not seeing the ads for whatever State Farm. Or no, maybe. we at home. Yeah. We at home will be distracted instead of watching the game. Why do we have to be sold to every fucking second of the game? All you got to do is wait till the plays is over, then fucking sell whatever you want. It's kind of genius, though, from an advertising perspective. Like you cannot avoid that. There's no ad block for that. You just have to. You just have to look at it. Yeah, but then that way you can say, "Hey, it's kind of genius what the Nazis did." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know whether we should be looking at something evil and celebrating it for. Hey, that's clever. <laughs> That's clever. They told everybody they were going out and get ice cream. Just saying. And they took them to fucking camps and gassed them. And maybe, you know, I'm making a little bit too big of it by <laughs> compared to the Nazis. But I am an American, and that is what we do immediately when something comes up. But no, I, it does mean no good to see that. And I'm already watching the commercials. I'm watching the games live. No. I see more commercials during sports than I do anything else. They're do they're also doing this for the amount of people who are watching Red Zone because there's no commercials in Red Zone on the NFL network. But I know when they're in the Red Zone, they're at the end of the field. But by, by the way, they're making money on the NFL network. So they don't need any more from me. I'm already paying them for the <laughs> NFL network. Yeah. And now you're saying, "Well, where are our commercials?" <laughs> So that's what they're thinking behind it. No, their thing is they're getting money from me. Yeah. I think I'm giving them, what, 10 bucks a month or something it's for 10 that. bucks. Yeah. So that's it. That's your fucking commercial. <laughs> Just like I'm not going to be watching fucking HBO and I'm screaming, how are we supposed to make money here? We don't have any commercials. Yeah, that's why I gave you the 10 bucks. <laughs> no, see, that's just for us. That We have to still produce these shows. You have to respect them for their evil. I just think it's, you know, impressive, that's all. Look, it's a sad sign of the times, but these are the times. Fucking it doesn't end. bother you that that's a red fucking ends uh, field for no apparent reason. Well, no, the apparent reason is they want to sell whatever this fucking product is. Is it say slap your mama? Yeah, yeah slap your mama. Yeah. Well, what is that? It's a glove that you smack your mom with. <laughs> it's a woman being device, Molly. If you need to be spelled yeah, out don't for Don't even joke about that. We've had so many people on ESPN oh, no. be thrown into the street for woman beating jokes. I don't advocate any of that. Does the advertisement move, like, or does it stay? I know it's obviously animated. You'll have to check with the geniuses on that, Molly. Yeah. Hey, geniuses. Talk to Albert Einstein down Madison Avenue. He'll fucking let you know. It's very simple. If you watch closely, the ad will move along with the people's eyes at home. And everyone will want to buy it. And we shoot a laser out burning our ad into the pupils of the eyeball. So nobody will be able to escape slap your mama. (laughs) Horrible. Just constant, constant... See, we're in this fucking... Can, can I just quote Tom Petty here? Okay. You're jamming me. You're jamming me. I can't have it all the time. I'm with Pepper. I think it's just the world we live in. There's enough words on the screen as it is because all the fantasy numbers have to scroll by now. Fantasy football just taking over the NFL. 
It has. It's, it's like, more important than anything. It, it's serious. It, it, and the NFL loves it because what does fantasy do? Make you pay attention to every fucking it's game. It's gambling. Yeah. I feel like it's going to come down eventually. They're going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's constant. I'm so glad we stopped our fantasy league. What, it makes it more enjoyable. When not playing fantasy, like, well, when playing fantasy, Sunday was just a fucking roller coaster of sadness, really. Because I was just fucking <laughs> just getting just. I had two laptops in front of me at one point. <laughs> There's no need for it. It, like, puts you in a bad fucking shit. And mood. one time I, was, I yelled yes and no at the same play. Because <laughs> I had a defense and a fucking. <laughs> I had the defense and a wide receiver. So I was scoring against myself somehow. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucking insane to, to, you know, but see, this is like when you, they say the slippery slope, because you just go, well, that's, you know, something like that has happened before. Just like all the internet places now having our information, you start to go, well, it's not that different than what Amazon, you know, they just keep chipping away at you. You know what I found out this weekend that shattered my entire universe? Your mom doesn't love you? <laughs> <laughs> she hated your hour? And she, and she was in a blackout when she listened to it. All right, Chris. Your mom's dead. <laughs> what the fuck? And exactly. it's a gaping vagina. Hey, motherfucker, oh, you want to fucking talk some more shit? Whoa. I'll bring up your fucking shitty parents all day long. Well, why don't you? Instead of just saying you're going to. <laughs> all right, anyways. That... No, well, I, he's still trying to think. Because fucking Shelby's parents are lovely people. Are they? Yes. I think Pete... <laughs> Pete's an asshole. It's a good dude. Got it. All right. So when you're searching for travel information, like getting like a train ticket or a plane ticket or something, the website logs your information and automatically raises the prices next time you you like look at those prices. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, say it again. So when you look at a, a uh, like a train ticket or a plane ticket or something like that on a bus ticket online, mm-hmm. the website registers like your information or your IP address or whatever and the next time you view those tickets the price they raise the prices automatically because they know that's what you want yeah no because they know that you know like they basically that they want you to buy those tickets as soon as possible because once once it's raised once you're assuming it's gonna continue to but wouldn't they tell people that so that they knew to buy it firsthand instead of keep looking well it's artificial I mean if, if you open like an incognito window or something like that and then you view those tickets again a week later, like from a different computer or something like that. The price is actually the same. Uh, let me just point out something from a producing point of view. The time for it's jamming me has moved on. So you just, you know, you move it on. You try to fucking pay attention to where the show's flowing. All right. Um, yeah. It's crazy. They know. I mean, this is what they think about all the time. They think about it all the time. Just like when you go into a. Uh, supermarket, right? They have all the cereal boxes at kid level, right? <laughs> and then have it so the eyeballs follow. Like if you go past like the funny rabbit on there, the eyeballs will just follow the kid. And the kid's like, what, me? Get you? Evil. And, you know, that's why, like, even like if you go to a bookstore, 
right there at the end, there'll be like a little magnifying glass with a flashlight on it. If they sold, put it anywhere else in the store, nobody would get it. But while you're waiting, you're just like, yeah, give me this uh, <laughs> magnifying glass with a tiny, tiny little flashlight on it. And you like, you throw it into a drawer at home, you go, why do I have eight of these things? What am I magnifying and lighting up at the same time? Nothing. But you can't even do it at the same time because you no. have to flip it over. But that's the, that's the, the, the weird thing about it. Now, you would think that they would try to force it to go down for you. Force they, what? They, they would take the prices down. Yeah, no, but they're, they're just trying to get the most, the most money out of you possible. But why would you want to go back to something that costs less before? No, because you're just assuming that as time goes on, that it's going to get more expensive. Like it, it, they, it gives you a sense of urgency that you never had. It's just like with the stock market. If there was like a stock that was like nineteen bucks, and people told me to buy, and they're like, "Look, it's going up," and I look at it, it's like nineteen seventy. I'm like, "No, I don't even want it." <laughs> Fucking lost all that other money. <laughs> Quick, what's ten thucking shares times seventy cents? Because I'm fucking going broke here. Um, so you're. But you're being sold to all the time. All the time. And you're you grew up with it, so you're comfortable with it. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I I just and but it also it's sort of like a benefit because it makes it makes me more skeptical. Like that when, when I'm being like buy one get one free, like I'm I'm used to that. It doesn't seem like a deal to me. It seems like I'm being scammed. But you but you think that being scammed is okay? Like you just said, well, this evil before is wonderful. <laughs> when you think about it, I didn't I say I the evil before is wonderful. But yeah. it is. I mean, it is just more. It just happens all the time. I feel like you just kind of have to get used to it. Because you are not a citizen of this country. You're a consumer. That's what your job is now. That is what your place in society is. I'm a robot consumer. You just have to consume. See, I'm old school. I'm like that cowboy that if I even see that there's smoke from a fire at a distance, I'm like, fuck this. I got to get out of here. This place has gotten packed. You live in New York City, though. In my mind, I'm out on the fucking range. Okay. When I was away on vacation, I didn't see a single human being. Really? Yep. I saw moose. I saw bear. Oh, nice. I saw whales. I even joined into this thing where it's something to know if you guys ever want to do it. You take boats out, right? Yeah. And you try to get in between Greenpeace and the whaling boats oh. so that you can let them, you know, do their business. And it's so much fun. And you come yeah. back and you feel like you've done something. So you you're anti-Greenpeace. I was more pro-whale. Pro-whaling? But what else is a whale for? <laughs> they're being wasted if they're swimming around out there. Oh, <laughs> belong in the water. Dude, they can be turned into dog food and, and candle oil. We don't need either of those things. Oh, no? You just had a birthday the other day. What did you use? You blew out a whale, my friend. Oh, Jesus. You'd probably blow a whale if you had the fucking chance. Why would I want to blow a whale? Why would I want because to suck that a whale dick? Because <laughs> it's washed up on the beach and you're looking around. Nobody's there. Why not give it a fucking try? I've never sucked this whale dick before it fucking explodes. What? <laughs> I've seen this on YouTube before. It's graphic. Uh, Rich, Yonkers, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. The only way for us to stop the NFL from all this bullshit is to stop watching the games. If they see a decline in the viewers, which is not going to fucking happen, it's going to keep going and keep going. Everybody's going to be locked into Thursday nights now. 
Yeah. Everyone is going to watch Thursday nights on a on a constant level. And Rich, your your point is well made, but would probably even really strike through if you finished your lunch before you called with it. <laughs> I'm hungry though. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I want to bring up something about the Constitution. <laughs> this country's going to fucking hell benefit. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Hold on one second. More potato salad. More cheese you can give me. Are you an uh, eater while talking on the phone, I do not talk on the phone more than a second. Really? I talk on the phone uh, almost in code. Good. I'm a no, I don't <laughs> like to sit around talking on the phone. Oh. First of all, the phone's too fucking small now. So either can't hear or they can't hear me. And I'll just go like this. Meet me at the place with that stuff. <laughs> no, not the first place, second place. Eagles landed. Got it. <laughs> I don't want to be listened to all the time by the fucking government. Oh. Go yeah. to the Drudge Report. See what happens to people who listen on the phone. They throw a fucking bag over your head and take you to Guantanamo or some fucking place. People, we don't even know about the places. They're called black ops sites. I've read about these things on the internet. And they're fucking, like, in other countries, the yeah. CIA has these, like, fucking prisons where they just keep people. And they take you to fucking black ops sites? <laughs> black ops. That's really strange. Black ops. ops. Oh. Oh. Ops. So that's not so bad. <laughs> Operations. Short for operations. Because you're being very quiet over there. We stopped talking about your neck for a little while. Uh, yeah, just getting back in the swing of things. Should we talk? Should we focus on your neck? Oh no, no, that's where you're right. at. You're happiest. So I told you. Yeah, it's all about this fucking neck, fake neck brace. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. It's a real neck, neck brace. <laughs> See, he's back into it. He gets to yell out, "It's a real neck brace again." That means you at home have to drink over the next week <laughs> as many times as says you says exactly in the same way. It's a real neck brace. Shotgun a, Shotgun a beer. Shotgun a beer. Shotgun a beer. You never heard of this? No, I mean, I think the drinking game normal, uh, like a unit, is sip. <laughs> sip? Well, where are you fucking playing? In a non <laughs> Come on. This is a, we're trying this, to get drunk here. This is a fucking man's drinking game, all right? All right. I saw this today. I think it's going up on the iBank, too. 538 ran this. How many people would you guess between the ages of 20 and 24 have never drank alcohol? In this country. you got to come up with a number. Are we doing percent? No. We're going to do the actual number. Between 2024, never drank alcohol. How many people? Is it 10 people? Is it 40 <laughs> people? Is it less? I'll say 100,000 people have not drank alcohol. Every other 20, between 20. Have never even tried it, Chris. Yeah. Oh. Not like tried it. Like, oh, I don't like that. Tastes like oil. They've never tried alcohol. All right, so see, I, was, I was including those people. All right, so there's 250 people. 250 people have never tried. Never actually even tried it. <laughs> Between the I ages yeah. of... 20 and 24. 20 and 24. <laughs> Everyone's fucking... Like, at wait, least... wait, she's laughing at you like you're stupid. <laughs> no, I'm... I'm, 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 I'm oh, no, you're laughing at him because of what he said, or earlier he really went into... What it would be like to blow a whale, and was actually having a giant dork in his face that he was holding—a mime dork. Molly, what would you say? Give me a second. Okay, she yeah. Kicks. Take time. She's losing her Take shit time. right now. Yeah, good. Have fun. Your mom's not here. This is a nice, yeah. relaxing day. We're not going to judge you and make you feel bad about yourself. Well, wait, 
a second. Like, how did they even get these numbers? Do you have to survey every single person between the ages of 20 and 24. Well, it's, uh, I know you don't go to school, but this is no. called statistics. <laughs> no, I know. It's 538. But then you would do a, you, wouldn't you do a percentage? No, just give a number. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's more than 250. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You've got to take invalids into consideration. There's got to be 250 people to call. <laughs> Coma <laughs> victims alone. Yeah, but you must- guys are making too big of a deal about this. You know, these would, this is why I wouldn't go on a fucking car trip with you. Just answer the question. Look. Don't sit and pick at it. Your mom else. must have been in hell for a week. Oh, Come on. God. Yes, honey, we'll go to the aquarium. Yeah, she got a blocks for breakfast. When we were Jeez. driving from San Francisco to Monterey, I mean, from Monterey to San Francisco, I decided that um, we were going to like road trip it. It actually inspired by our thing. And, uh-huh. and I just looked at a map and we took a random back road and we got so lost it was like entirely my fault we were on these winding roads in the redwoods it was like it was like made of dirt that's where you want to be though (laughs) that's lovely we were like throwing off out the side of the car you were throwing up it was so windy drunk driving no not drunk driving did you really throw up though no my mom almost did but i didn't i kept Um, it together because i i I know that uh that california highway that runs right along the coast oh highway one yeah, I guess. I don't know what the name is. No. You know, I've only been out there that one time driving it. And I actually said, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> this is too fucking windy. Yeah, it was crazy. We climbed a mountain in the car and then like went back down. But it was just, it was crazy. All right. Now, remember when I was doing the code stuff with you earlier? Yeah. Flathead just wrote to me and just wrote, <laughs> it's a sunny day, Ronnie. Which would be one of the codes. It's here. Oh. It's a sunny oh, day. It's good. And if not... Uh, looks like some clouds running. <laughs> so maybe later, you know, maybe later. Th- I, why would the cop just fucking go? Oh, a- after eight o'clock, he's thinking the storm will stop. Oh fuck yeah! The uh, one code I use is uh oh, we got those fucking Al Green CDs, dude. They just came in. Well, we wouldn't waste our time talking about pot. Who gives a fuck? The Barry White album just got in, and it is fucking choice. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the Barry White album is so good. I'm thinking about fucking cutting it. With fucking baby laxative. This could be a double album. Yeah. And then we can sell it downtown if you know what I'm talking about. They love Barry they White. Don't fucking think got nowhere else to go. <laughs> we just hear the guy on the, the cop just giggling. Hey, did someone just laugh? <laughs> All right, now you've you've taken this thing. I'm sorry. All right, I think uh, I think I think ten thousand people. Ten thousand. Uh, the number of people that they say and this is five thirty-eight between the ages of twenty and twenty-four who haven't even tried to drink. It's over two million. Bullshit. It's <laughs> <Nate laughs> over. Fuck that. I just Never. gave you something real. You no, it's two hundred fifty. You didn't even factor in coma victims. Well, I was way off. I was off by a fucking hundred thousand. No, I will say this. Factor. I can agree. When I uh, I'll have like nephews, and they'll say, "No, I don't like the feeling of being drunk." And I'll and I'll say to them, even on someone in recovery, are, are you are you even in this family? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? How could you not like it? You're embarrassing the us. The problem is you like it too much. And then we all worry about you. But let's get to at least that point. <laughs> but I know people who are like, Earl's another one, like, I don't drink. Don't drink at all. I don't get not even trying a sip of alcohol. Just like, what's Some a beer? Some people, the loss of control is their f- biggest fear. 
It's bizarre. When I was like a little kid, all I could do, all I wanted, just wanted, wanted what that beer tastes like. I wonder what that when, vodka tastes like. I'm not like. even kidding you. When I was a little kid, I used to daydream about sitting at a bar because the whole thing looks so great. You're sitting there, there's a fucking TV, you got your friends. It's nice. You're having some fucking nuts. I'm just like, oh man, to sit at a bar looks like the. We used to fucking have to walk past this fucking tap room on the way home from school. It would look dark and it was like a cool clubhouse. It's just see fucking guys. I'm hearing hillbilly fucking shitty music. I'm like, that looks fucking great. Wait, they got a dart? Yeah. They got a fucking dart port in there. It looked like the greatest thing that could ever happen. Pool tables, drinks. Some stranger handing you alcohol. Who's like your friend for the evening. Yeah, he's like the best friend you never had. By the way, this shitty bar rescue show. <laughs> Tapper. My, yeah, my new fucking show with my new thing with this. Shelby, I want you to put this together. This is going to be a, a, a project for you. You and Howard together. Find all the shows and go to Yelp and see how many of those bars went out of business after being fucking rescued. <laughs> I watched two in a row last night. Yelp the new name. And they were close. Yeah. He's not rescuing shit. He is giving them weird makeovers. You think that's going to fucking help you? Oh, this is going to be like a South Beach 1950s bar. What are you fucking talking about, dude? Well, they did train these people for a day and a half on a whole new fucking menu. Yeah, these alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> Alcoholic fuck-ups who don't know shit about business. Every person that goes that, that goes on that show is like... Hold I on, i got to stop you right huh? here. This is amazing. Kurt in Houston. Hey there. I have never been drunk in my life. I've never tried it, but I have tried beer and it tastes like shit. Why? If it, uh, if it tastes like peanut butter cups or something, I'd drink it like crazy, but I don't like the way it tastes. But you're not even curious about being drunk? No, not really. I never even thought about it. Now, did anybody in your family drink? My dad drank wine growing up, you know, with Oh, uh, okay, gay dad. Got <laughs> a gay dad. So I understand. Around. I get it. Now, it's going to be weird to have a gay dad. Yeah, well, what do you do? <laughs> but you never, uh, the thought of 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 drinking uh, and what it's like doesn't even interest you? Not even in the slightest. And hell, I live in Texas. There's beer on every corner. It just... It's never interesting. You see this? And I, I've met people like this before. It's some kind of a brain disorder <laughs> where you don't want to be drunk. Yeah, I don't get it, man. It's like a disease almost. Well, the opposite of disease. It's like healthy. He's like a healthy person. Oh. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kurt. Thanks. Peace. Thank you. Um, Matt and Atlanta, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Hey. I've got a graphics company in Atlanta, and I hooked up with those guys when they were here. I've done a couple uh, jobs for them, putting graphics up around the uh, makeovers. Uh -huh. And uh, I don't, I don't think they know what they're doing behind the scenes. But we did one in Raleigh, and uh, from what I heard, I had to chase my money for a few weeks. I heard they left a lot of those contractors high and dry in that town, so I don't think they know what they're doing. So you're saying that they they have these people come in, redo the bar in 24 hours. And then they're out yeah, of town. It's real short notice. They call me and they say, hey, can you do all these graphics uh, by tomorrow, by 3 o'clock? We're doing a big reveal tomorrow night. I got my so. buddy over at Joey's Taps, <laughs> who's put in seven different taps, keeping it exactly 48 <laughs> degrees. And now you're going to sit there and stare at me? 
like every fucking thing. He's he screams, <laughs> then he likes them, and then he leaves them with this <laughs> shitty makeover. I love or one. He's like looking out at the dance floor. He's like, you see that out there? That's money, and yeah. it's gonna change your life forever. Like, Jesus Christ, Mike! I created the butt funnel, 1977. <laughs> it's been on bars all over the world. I'm Mike Taffer. <laughs> John Taff, whatever the fuck his name is. Whatever. You had it going. You don't need to do it perfectly. Okay? You missed the other one by two million. <laughs> Taffer's such a fucking ass, wild asshole. That's what he He's just a jerk off. But it's so funny. You can't come in and do a faux fucking bar and then leave and think people are going to go there. And he, like, brings in, like, these his experts. This is Michael Tipps, perfect uh, bartender of the year. He's awful. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any beef with that. No beef with what they're doing. But you're making up a... F if I went into a bar that acted like it was a, a fucking 1955 fucking rock bar, from, I'd be like, well, what kind <laughs> of bullshit is this? He was in Rhode Island, and he turned some bar like into like a Caribbean fucking spot. They're out of their mind with that shit. <laughs> That's it's like having a corporate bar, which is the worst, except for not even the money that a corporate bar has to take the fucking losses. You're in a hotel <laughs> bar. In the first season, did you see the moment of the pirate bar or whatever? And he's, he literally turned into corporate bar because there was like a fucking office park oh, next that door. That was fucking hysterical one. He's like, and, he literally just sucked the soul out of the people who fucking brought him in. Well, that's like saying that we, because we work in radio, would love to go to a radio bar <laughs> with microphones in front of everybody. What are you talking about? Sirius no. XM's across the street, and now we're going to have all sorts of microphone-themed drinks, and they're going to love it. Every day, all the Sirius XM employees will be there. You want to get everybody in? $3 Jack and Cokes. <laughs> That'll fucking do it. This one's called the Dead Edge. Twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> I would go to a microphone bar. I'm intrigued I'm sure by that. Sure, you will. You wouldn't get served. <laughs> True. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run Fish show. Yeah, Ron. What's up, man? Yeah. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a recovering addict, man. I've been sober, clean and sober for eight months, and I've always wondered. I, I have friends that they they smoke they smoke dope or or something like that, but they. They will not touch alcohol. I mean, they, apparently they, they don't mind getting high. They like to get high. I, I, my mind, I can't wrap my mind around not, not wanting to drink. I mean, I'm going to fucking drink, and uh, I need to drink with my drugs, you know? Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like a chaser. Yeah, if, uh, I, if but I don't drink with my drugs, I'm, I'm too paranoid. I, I have to have something to, to put me in a happy medium. So what are you doing to stay off drinking and drugs? Oh, I'm 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 uh, eight months and six days. Great, man. It's very weird. Like I can get along. Like I'm I meet people who used to be raving drug addicts and alcoholics, and I get along with them better than I do straight people. Oh yeah, man. I can't. I, I before I got uh, went to rehab and shit, man. I was just a a fucking asshole. I didn't care nothing about people. I don't want you talking to me if I don't know you or nothing. I'm just a like a, a barrier up. I'm just kind of an asshole. But, man, for rehab, people, former addicts and, and, and drunks and stuff, man, shit, that's like family. It's very strange. I kind of feel the same way. All right, thanks, dude. But I meet people who never drank, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> what are you, a fucking lunatic? Um, Did 538 say what the bulk of this 2 million people is made up of? 
Like, I'm thinking there's not enough, you know, dry counties across the country. No, this is choices. Just, this isn't people that have kept, had it kept away from them, but this is people who do not choose to drink. But, just the thought of that is unpleasant to them. I like the question, though, because it, it makes me wonder if there's, like, a particular part of the country or, like, if men more than women or the other way around, like, don't drink as much or have never tried alcohol. You know, uh, th- there are certain things that come up along that, but the fact of the matter is some people, and I, I like I said, I've got nephews like this. They're like, no, I don't want to drink. I'm not interested. I go, well, you must be adopted. <laughs> not even interested. I mean, yeah, get drunk, don't like it, don't do it again. Right. But get to have the experience. But uh, th- that's like saying you've never sucked a dick, right? No, I never sucked a dick. <laughs> is it because you're in a dry county? <laughs> I'm in a dry cock county. Just, just the thought of it is something that doesn't appeal to you. No. That's how they are with alcohol and drugs. Whoa. Uh, yeah. All right. In Pittsburgh, you're on the Run and Fish show. Hey, Ronnie, you're going to amend my call after a little bit of uh, thinking through it. Uh, of that two million people, if you take out the Amish, the Mennonites, and the Quakers, and the Southern Baptists, uh, the, the, that number really comes down to 11 people. Well, by the way, I've seen Amish and Mennonites get fucked up before. <laughs> uh, I can't speak for the Southern Baptists. Um, here's uh, Charlie. Charlie, you're on the Run Fest show. Ronnie B, can we have Pepper do that voice? I couldn't fucking breathe. Can he be John Taffer for like a <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be John Taffer in here. Hey, this is John Taffer. This, this water is way too warm. How are we going to be moving this stuff if we're not? you guys aren't fucking working hard enough? I would like to just see you act like Taffer with your own fucking staff. <laughs> oh, I fucking get in with Shelby. You know who's the... Shelby was the Taffer before the show today. He was fucking disgusted with Molly. Thought of her as a quitter. Uh, if I may say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, I brought this up once before, but Shelby literally does not even turn around to talk to me when he's talking I, to me in this I room. Saw, I saw him do that. I saw him do that. It is like one of the rudest things ever. It's as close as that we can get to be Muslim in this country. <laughs> the way he treats women. If you have a good idea, I'll turn around like CeeLo on The Voice. That's the way I do Oh my it. goodness gracious. First of all, CeeLo's not even on The Voice anymore. <laughs> no. Get with it, Shelby. Where's his cat? He's doing some other show. What's his show? I think he's doing Bar Rescue the for black people. <laughs> he is my he's my consultant CeeLo, everyone. He thinks we should put a stage in here. You're crazy. We're gonna have crazy playing in a loop twenty four hours a day. It's gonna make everyone wanna drink more and you're gonna make lots of money. So fuck you. <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> Remember the first time we heard that song? We're like, this is the fucking most amazing jam ever. <laughs> I'm never going to stop listening to this. Good did, work, CeeLo. Did Kathleen from the Bronx give us that? She broke that. How did she hear it first? Because she had it when it was in England. We're like, this fucking is great. Sounds like 1974. Now if I hear it, I'm like, turn this shit off immediately. <laughs> That was back in the year uh, 57th Street also. <laughs> the year of our Lord, 57th Street. Now, were we much happier on 57th Street? It was, well, look, we could smoke in the goddamn office, so I'm going to say yes. We could smoke in the office with the fucking Sinatra people crying like bitches. Oh, God, what awful people. They cried because you guys smoked? Yeah, we smoked a lot, though. Frank Sinatra smoked a lot. 
Which fucking had you there then? But you were eight. Frank would have wanted this. <laughs> Is that Tafford back? Frank Sinatra would have wanted everyone to be smoking here. Don't you get it, buddy? You realize you're not even close to the voice. Whatever. <laughs> I know. I actually do think it's good. He's, you can't be a, a, a guy who does impressions and then go whatever. I don't care how close it is. <laughs> Chris, I got a break, but uh, you can go over to the iBank get tickets for the Unmasked show with Chris Gethard. Uh, the date on that is the twenty-first of August. The first time we've ever done this. Eight o'clock at night. That's nice, man. Eight o'clock at night. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, Chris Gethard is part of Chris Hardwig's Nerdist Network. He's appeared in Louie, Bored to Death, The Office, and Broad City. Oh, and I'll take us out with this as we're going to break. There's a new show on tonight, uh, Chris. And what's the name of it? It is the approval. Uh, the it's with the the approval matrix. The approval matrix was they do in New York Magazine. So this is Neil Brennan. Uh, and we'll pick this up when we get back. Uh, and they pick whether things are basically cool or shit. <laughs> and listen what Neil Brennan is talking about. Louis C.K.'s show, Louis. Again, I love Louis' stand-up. I love the stand-up sections of the show. Mm-hmm. I find the narrative Wonderful. to be non-existent. No, that's not how the <laughs> yeah, I find the narrative to be non-existent and kind of sloppy and kind of lazy. So I'm putting him in... Lowbrow and despicable. Ooh. I think right. Louie is like the kale of television. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Whoa! Blasphemy in today's world. We'll pick this up when we get back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Fez show back from vacation. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Uh, Chris, you stayed at home. Staycation. Stay vacation. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Um, you didn't go to the track. Anything? What did you Nothing. do for fun? I just, I just hung out and, and I just soaked in Astoria, Queens. Well, there's something you and I both did. But we did it separately. Yeah, was go to see Big J uh, in his Off Broadway debut, um, and let's talk about how the musical tomorrow. Okay, um, and not today because I, I I want to do it in front of Big J. Okay, 
That, that was the big, the, my big to do of vacation <laughs> was the how the musical. I have a major problem with somebody who was in that thing. Okay. Yeah. I would say it goes so far as they ruined it. Wow. Yeah. Big J. No, Big J was unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god. You're making this give it away. S- stop it, Molly. Okay. It's Molly. Stop. Sorry. All right. Yep. We'll tease a little bit. All right. Okay. You know what I said to Big J after? You were the best in your row because it really did feel like going to see like a nephew <laughs> and their school thing. Like you hated it until you, until Big yeah. J came out. And you're like, this yeah. is great. And then Big J's going, this sucks. <laughs> then the other parents were just the opposite. They were only happy when their kids were out there. Yeah. Um, all right, that thing about uh, Louis is the backlash started um, because Louis was taking a little bit of shit. At the Montreal Comedy Festival this year about his show. It's in full effect. It's in full effect. The hey, backlash is here. It's here. It's the haters going to hate <laughs> backlash effect of Louis C.K. It's See, I'm backlashing against the backlash. That makes you ahead of the curve. Because right <laughs> God now, damn, that's great. <laughs> people right now are just amidst in this backlash type scenario. But hey, let's, let's take shots at Louis. So what's and, going on? And the reason, because the show was so different, and I get that the show was different. It's because it's so unconventional, and he's just so goddamn popular. I mean, so people are, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. So, hey, they they want to just fucking, you know, they're like, oh, my God, someone say, what about Louie? Yeah, they did say that, and it wasn't positive. Um, I don't think the backlash has started. I don't think people are going to jump on with Neil Brennan on this. I think Louie is still the show to get an appearance on, if you're in comedy. It, I'm confused. Is the backlash against Neil Brennan's comments? No. The, that, the backlash is people feeling comfortable now, after a couple of years of critical love, oh. within the last couple of weeks... You're starting to hear the backlash against oh, Louis C.K.'s show, his TV show. Not so much him, the person, or him, uh, the comic, but, but that's what it's about. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, what did you, do you guys agree with Neil Brennan? No. Not at all. I would go say this. I put fucking Neil Brennan's show in the despicable shit place or whatever <laughs> that joke was that despicable he did. Despicable and lowbrow. Yeah, that's where I yeah. put his show. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Right in the corner, low brown, despicable. Poor, <laughs> <laughs> poor, despicable me. Fuck yeah. It's like Bonnie McFarlane's doc that's oh, out oh, on oh, iTunes, oh. where it's women aren't funny. And it's you can try to throw that out there, but people aren't going to buy into it. Well, if you saw it, Patrice said it right from the beginning. Women are not funny. Yeah, but there's so many funny women just in that documentary that I think it just proves the whole thing false. It doesn't feel too shoehorned? No, not to me. Mm. I didn't see it, so. But I, I think that women are funny. You can pre-order it on iTunes, though, if you're like me. So you're each on this plug? Well, I, think, on a plug? I figured I'd hop on. You just know. why don't you guys just do a plug? Why do you have to fucking fake it? It's going to be it's available like August 26th. I'm sorry, Fez, I stepped on your live read. Go ahead. It's going to be available August 26th. What will be? Women Aren't Funny, directed by Bonnie McFarlane and Rich Voss. Well, Bonnie McFarlane's funny, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, it's not out yet, uh, but you can, um, you can pre-order, pre-order it. 
Um, let's go over here to David. David, you're on the Run Fest show. Whoops, try it again. David, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ron. Yeah, I think Neil and the haters waited too long. Uh, this was the best season ever. I think he finally figured out how to be different and still kind of have a, a little storyline arc and uh, and set the, the episodes up nice. This was the best season ever. They had a point after season two, possibly, but not now. All right. So he's saying that the backlash came too late. I've enjoyed Thank every you, season. I've enjoyed every season. Um, here's uh, here's Dave. Dave, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yes, I was wondering if Fez was keeping up with the uh, gay games that are played in Cleveland and Akron, Ohio. No, I haven't heard. I've, I've missed out on the gay games so far. This I didn't even know it was a gay games year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been uh, doing it since last Wednesday. Big kickoff, so rodeo kickoff, ballroom dancing, uh, just all kinds of fun things. Combines all of the sports together. I'll have to check those out. Uh, John, John, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, Fez had a vacation, a staycation, or a gaycation, and was there any legal intercourse involved? Not what you could call legal intercourse. It was probably the gay, big, most gaycation I had because a guy saw me naked on the uh, operating table. So that's as close as it's got to a gaycation. Every other part of it, staycation. Did have a surgeon with his fingers inside my hips. But other than that, no. No gayness. Maybe next summer. Poor Fess. No cock. 70 and still virgin. And anything that happened on the operating table, I don't even remember. Oh, you had an operation? Yes. I love to talk about operations. Was it fun? I don't remember any of it. Mm. Fez, remember when someone called in and said that uh, your hip would be hurting more than your neck? Yes. Is that true? Yes. Man. What else can you tell us about your operation? That's it. That covers everything. Did you get soup after? Did you get orange drink? Or Phileas? Love those Did things. you have to wear a robe and slippers? No, none of that. <laughs> so, Chris Stanley, you're not uh, jumping on the uh, on the anti-Louis bandwagon. I'm not following Neil Burton down this rabbit hole. You just said the backlash has started. I, I can identify that the backlash is happening. That people, I'm not, but I'm not fucking saying Louis sucks. I'm, I'm fucking, I, but I can realize when people start fucking taking shots at him. There's it nothing. There's, you know what I was thinking? The biggest backlash is now about any band that was popular in the early 90s. Now, if you read anything, all those bands were shit. Oh, the grunge bands? Yeah, all the grunge bands, the rage, they all take shit now. There's no such thing as something just being thought of as good and being left alone. 
people love like I think it's because people just love to be negative and just they just have too much time to comment on stuff. And I think people need to go back to working jobs like where they physically do stuff so that they can come home, eat and pass out <laughs> and not just sit around and constantly feel like they must comment on everything. I also think people are really into having a new opinion about something. Like if, if you know, did if you everyone... just say Jew opinion? No. God damn it. No, I said new opinion. New with an N. Hey, Jesus. What's that's ha- racist. What happened in California? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What went on out there? Did you get jumped by Black Panther that no, made you this way? No. New opinions. <laughs> yeah, like if if all the reviews have been super positive, people like to worm their way in with something negative so it rises to the top. Well, I did see something that I wanted to love over the break, and that's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And I went to a theater while I'm on my fucking vacation into some town that I don't even know, some fucking small burg, and I'm like, I can't wait. I'm going to see <laughs> summer, a big summer, summer popcorn summer, summer. Popcorn, please! Popcorn! <laughs> and I fucking sat in there, and five minutes go by, and I'm like, uh-oh. Ten minutes, I'm like, oh, shit. I thought this was supposed to be funny. And like I just could not fucking get over about how ungood it was. Really? Yeah. It was very. I was like, I look. I'm a big Marvel fan. I read it when I was a kid. A, I didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were like when it got announced. And watching it, I was very confused. And it was just. It just seemed like a run of the mill action movie. And, uh, to me, the, the, all the love that it had gotten made me happy. I'm like. Oh, I'll go see a movie that is closer to being like a fun movie and not just stuck on CGI. And I couldn't have been more. I felt like I was watching a video game most of the time. All right. And the lead actor. Uh, Chris Pratt. We've had him on the show twice. Yeah. He's a delightful guy. You've seen him on TV and in various movies. He's got a lot of charisma. It's like they went out of their way to suck the charisma away from him. (laughs) You didn't like Groot, the plant monster? Maybe the first second, and then I got it. You Everything know? just had to be so random. Like, oh, they're, they're just blue, this person's green, and oh, there's a talking raccoon. He too. I would, I would like all that if I just ended up caring about it, but I didn't. I didn't laugh. I just thought it was a bunch of, you know, oh, spaceships are being shot at by other spaceships, and it's not real. I'm not <laughs> feeling. No one's going to die here. Did you? Uh, I just didn't get caught up in it. Did you save for the after credits piece? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that made me kind of happy because I'm a weirdo. I think there's enough time that you can say Howard the Duck now without ruining it. For Howard the Duck's at the end of the movie. I was, I, yeah. I, I was like, all right, yeah, I just rewatched that original film fucking a while ago. Did you like that? And when I was a little kid, I loved the Howard the Duck the movie. But that's another thing that we're supposed to just go nuts about, like it's a big deal. Like, oh, it's so epic that Howard the Duck showed up. Who who cares? It's nothing. You can see Howard the Duck anywhere. You, he can put anybody he wants in that little spot. Oh, he made a reference to Howard the Duck. It, it wasn't a reference to Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck showed up. CGI version, too. I mean, you couldn't even get the, just the shitty animatronic one. <laughs> it was a suit. It wasn't animatronics. Hey, Jason, you're on the Ron Fest show. Hey, Rod. Welcome back, Fez. Hey, Rod, like you're talking about people fashioned uh, the 90s bands and, you know, changing, I don't know if they're changing their opinions or not, but a buddy of mine he used to grow up, he was a big rock guy, you know, like kind of like myself. But now all he's talking about is Richard Marks, Brian Adams, Paul Oates, and 
how great they were and how underappreciated they were at the time. I'm like, dude, you never listen. I mean, they were underappreciated. You just never listened to them. So yeah, that, well, they weren't underappreciated. They were popular. Yeah. But now he's taking a step back to say, oh, some of that stuff I shit on with that because it was popular was actually pretty good. Exactly, and mm. he's like, he now he's and he's also kind of trashing on the bands we grew up on. I'm like, dude, it's because you listen to those songs so much. What bands were they? Um, your you know your basic you know. But hair metal, Motley Crue, ACDs, well, they yeah. kind of hair metal. You basic rock music. And now he's like, oh, they're, they're overrated. I'm like, dude, it's because we've listened to those albums for 30 years. That's why. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that kind of stuff is always really interesting. And it's weird that even songs that you didn't like will bring a certain nostalgia. Because there's... This movie uh, goes out of its way, this Guardians of the Galaxy, to play some really bad 70s pop. And then you're supposed to go, oh, this is great, (laughs) 70s pop. At the same time, they throw in a couple of good songs, so it really fucking annoys me. (laughs) And they use the music like shit. Yeah. I I wanted to fucking love this movie, because I love Pratt. And I I love fucking sci-fi. I love comedy. It should have fucking worked for me. I wanted it to be great. I wanted to join in. But the fact that this thing fell off 68% during the week goes to show that even the people that were raving about it. It's disposable, you know? Like, all right, It's disposable. Watched it. This happened. All right. It's, and it's, it's so fucking weird with the Marvel movies because I guess they're all moving towards this Thanos movie, this Infinity Gauntlet movie that's going to have to have like 50 movie stars in it. it, it I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, all right, so there's a character <laughs> Thanos... The purple guy, he was one of the f- evil dudes in the movie. It's they're all the lead- <laughs> they're all all these Avengers, fucking all these. Well, th- look how many people were wasted, like great actors that were wasted in this. I mean, yeah, fucking, they put John C. Riley in it. I'm sure give him a nice paycheck, and he doesn't do shit. Glenn Close was fucking like didn't do shit. Benicio del Toro, I, I didn't even know he was in it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be fucking terrific, Leslie. Uh, told me I wouldn't like it. Um, Jermaine Lassier told me, well, he never could guess whether I would like it or not, but he liked it a lot. Yeah. And I wanted to like it a lot. But I will say this, I went to see it like early in the morning in a giant, you know, Multiplex leather, thing. half a Cinemax, uh, IMAX, and there was like eight of us in it, and it made it even more peculiar. <laughs> you know, I saw it like on the Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a fucking empty theater. I don't know. <sighs> no summer blockbuster, no real song of the summer, I would venture to say. What about Fancy? I don't Fancy's think Fancy... I don't think so. It's not It's not stuck in people's heads like... I'm like, so Fancy. Like, <laughs> she's, she's got the clueless thing going on. And how many hits does her YouTube have? 200 million. That kind of sounds like song of the summer to me. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't know. It's a, it's, it, you can't deny it. This is the goddamn song in the summer. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> you, right? you might not like it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but I, guess I generally that's really don't it. like. What was last year's song? Blurred Lines and it was awesome. And the Daft Punk song we all love too. I like the Daft Punk. Uh, Blurred Lines is a little more annoying. But. It's nowhere near as annoying as this song. <laughs>
All right, this is going to stop. I can't keep fucking listening. This shit really weirds me out the first time I saw this because there's like nostalgia for Clueless. Well, get, Clueless is like 20 years now, dude. It, That's where nostalgia kicks in. It fucking it freaks me out. Yeah, you're old enough to have been going around the second time. Now, like, the youngsters are fucking referencing it, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's great, because yeah. we like Clueless, too. It's like, yeah. fuck. They're what? throwing <laughs> 90s parties, and they're fucking dressing like you did for real. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what is uh, Frankie from Big Brother's sister's song? Oh, that's um, Ariana Grande. 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 What, uh, I think problem? I'm going to order an Ariana Grande. Fucking <laughs> thirsty. She's very young. Uh-huh. I don't mind her so much. And the girl from Fancy's on this song, too. You know, your big problem is because Happy was became a winter song. It yeah, should have been a song yeah. of the summer. It should have. Boy, this is annoying as shit. <laughs> yeah. But she's actually got a voice, I think. Who knows? <laughs> they run it through enough goddamn machines. That's true. Well, the girl from Fancy, her <laughs> giant ass has also helped. It's just all over her Instagram, just like Jen Salter. All right, let me see this fancy ass. All right, she's, <laughs> she has a very giant ass. I didn't know this. It's fancy. I thought she was Australian. Yeah, she is, but she has a giant ass. you got to listen to the song on the way to the ass, so it's going <laughs> to rack up some views. Wow, that is a giant ass. It's a giant ass, dude. It's like a fucking crazy giant ass. <laughs> She's like a centaur. Sort of. That doesn't look so giant. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, though, looked like she was riding a fucking horse. Go to the Instagram. I think she's dating some NBA player who's always just, hey, mm. check out my ass. I'm going to get that. I know, where that. I know where his head's at. <laughs> it's not Brian Scalabrini. That ass. There's not even that many ass pictures on her Instagram. Come on. What are you doing on her Instagram anyway, you fucking weirdo? Oh, uh, the fancy girl. <clears throat> well, she's song of the summer, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you got two weeks left. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You know, you got to hope for a wrecking ball to come in. No, I mean a, a literal wrecking ball, but not the Miley Cyrus song. I don't want that one. He fucked me on a wrecking ball. I think that's how it went. I no. think she got banged on a wrecking ball. That's the uncensored version. Oh, <laughs> what was uh, what was her other big song of the summer last year? Oh, um, uh... We like to party. Yeah. Oh, God. We can't stop. Well, we can't stop. I forgot about that. And we song. won't stop. There's a line in there that's partying with Molly or something. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're a drug now, Molly. That's who you are. Yeah, this, this thing was 400 fucking million hits. <laughs> She's so gross. stop you <laughs> just fucking again disposable but i i agree with you we need a good song of the summer yeah i'm sorry but fancy gets it we agree it's a piece of shit song 
But it is the big song of the summer. It I don't wins know, by two default. Weeks. We got two weeks. No, it's not going to happen. There's a fucking slow build till it becomes everywhere. You, you know, know that the kids are back in school in a lot of places? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I've been seeing some back to school commercials. I just remember the dread. Like when I used to see the back to school supplies commercial just being like... Do you know, I, I never went back to, in my life until after Labor Day, living in Pennsylvania. I had no idea people even thought about it. Like, the Friday before fucking uh, Labor Day, I would go like this at my mom. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's over. She's like, we gotta go get your pants. <laughs> you gotta fit in. In the Midwest, they start in August, and then on, like, the West Coast, they end in, like, June. So then I moved to St. Louis. I lost the whole month of summer. I was so pissed off. Good. Glad. Yeah. Well, you the- <laughs> yeah, what were you doing during the summer anyway? Fucking jacking off in your room? Right. Probably. That's enough. Aren't plus, we all? Plus, at least you got rid of that nickname, Cockmouth, after you fucking moved from one town to the other. <laughs> it hey, cha- Cockmouth, get out of the way. It changed the jizz throat. We're moving again. <laughs> Why? Why do we have to move, Mom? Because we don't love you, obviously. <laughs> He brought me we don't them. love you, kids, so we're going to get out of here. <laughs> we think it's best for us to move. Um, Troy, Troy, you're on the Run Fez show. Good afternoon, folks. Yeah, I'm a wedding DJ, not a wiki-wiki, a clicky-clicky, and they're all asking for this song by Megan Trainer, all about that bass. And it's Anybody so catchy and poppy. I know it. You know her. All right, here's here's Megan Trainer all about that bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that bone bone. I saw her on TV the other day. All the right in what? All the right places. I see the magazine working that Photoshop. We know that shit ain't real. Come on now, make it stop. If you got beauty, beauty, just raise them up. Cause every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. Glee is one. You know, Glee is just the whole fucking world now. Lois, you're on the Run run Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I like that song, Am I Wrong? I think it's by a guy named Nico and a little guy named Vans or something like that. I wish it was the Velvet Underground and Nico. I actually kind of like the song. This sounds like something middle-aged people would listen to on a fucking cruise <laughs> ship. <laughs> it's got Caribbean sound. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're on a cruise ship, you act like, I like this music more than I thought. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'll listen to more of this when we get home. Steel drums. Yeah. We ought to have more fucking boat drinks when we get back home. So. Pina Colada is nonstop. Yeah. Why aren't we crushing more ice? It's fucking delicious. Get some sugar on that rim. You know, it's good with all the fruit. It's good for us, too. <laughs> Get you hydrated. Have you ever been on a... Oh, on I a- just scored some fucking crap, too. So, it's our vacation. Let's have some fun. Crushed ice and crack. <laughs> Smoke some rock. Am I crazy? Or does this crack just feel so good when you start smoking it? It's like that first hit. You just want to chase it. And when I'm inhaling it and I'm getting high in the crack... Mm. 
<laughs> Honey, are you going back down there? Get some of that glass dick for me. Yeah, I want to suck on it. <laughs> just fucking just melt into the wall. That's what I want to do. Smoke a lot of crack and melt into the wall. Okay, I hope he has more. Yeah. Talk to the, to the black guy. The black guy knows where to get it. Oh, gotcha. That's yeah. right. The Jamaican. Oh, yeah, he has dreadlocks. Bring him back up here. You should fuck around in front of me. Not jerk off in the corner smoking his crack. Oh, if you say so, honey. Let's just fucking ruin everything that we worked all these years on. Yeah, I never expected a crack binge on vacation. <laughs> on a cruise. Yeah. Do you think at any point um, that your mom said to your dad, don't you wish there was more Molly on there and she wasn't just playing comics? I'm sure they talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very depressing. But you know what? I'll keep striving to keep working towards that approval. Yeah. Never give up. <laughs> never give up. Never surrender. Fez is still doing that with his mom. You'll end up in a fucking neck brace. <laughs> Um, Chris, did you feel like you had your parents' approval before they died? I guess. Never really like, talked about approval or anything. I'm just like, all right, you're not in jail. So I, was, I always had that thing in my family, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, he's, he's doing okay. He's out, you know. <laughs> he's in the world. He's free. <laughs> <laughs> my sister got a ta- another tattoo over the weekend. Whoa. And so that... <laughs> So that put me in like a little bit, you know. It's always good, yeah. Yeah, it was good it's for me. It's always good to have one really fucking up. <laughs> What'd you get a tat of? It's an owl. Tramp stamp? No, Shelby. Well, let's see, I'll say Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually very artistic. Sure. On her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says hoo hoo. Why does she want a big fucking tattoo on her shoulder like that? Because it looks cool. No, I don't know. She also wants to see it matching tattoos, but. I don't know. It's not really my scene. You were going to get the family owl as well? <laughs> no, I thought you were Jewish. Well, I am, but she's really not. This is what Molly's sister got. Just fucking no. got hips. <laughs> Two guns fucking tied on her fight toward right. a crotch. All right. Now, why? Uh, what do you mean she's not? Well, she, you know, like she, she never really embraced She rejected Judaism. the faith? Yeah. But also, you know, that's a myth that, that you can't be Jew- buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have a tattoo. Uh, I'm shocked. Yeah, what? that's a myth. I've heard that from Jews before. It's a myth. They'll I say asked, to me... I asked my rabbinical I, advisor, and he knows. But he's not the only one. No, You know, the, but, the, the, the Jewish people are very weird. There's no central yeah, yeah. office. Like, you don't have a Jewish pope. Right. There's no Jewish pope. Yeah. But he knows what he's talking about. So... Slash him is green. So, what's that? Supposed oh. to be more Jewish for me? <laughs> Just saying. Now, you're, who's Jewish in your family? My dad. Your dad is Jewish, so technically... Yeah, by according to some measures of Jewish faith, I am not Jewish because I don't have the Jewish blood of my mother. What is your mom? She's Catholic. See, you could be in a nice goddamn religion <laughs> if you just paid attention. Well, no, because I think also, doesn't Catholicism throw through the father, flow through the father? Like, it, yeah, but then you move on with the son. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, I guess both faiths claim that... No. No? No, you could actually go and become, you know, mm. Roman Catholic. Well... You know, look at what we did to fucking Haitians and everything else. <laughs> like, hey, we're here. You guys are having fun. Put some fucking pants on, and oh, we're going to teach you about original sin. You're all sinners for being born. You're going to hell. Yes, you're going to hell. Unless you fucking stop everything that you enjoy. If it feels good, stop. If it tastes good, stop. If you're enjoying it, 
cut it out. That's basically sin. Okay. That's the best way to know what sin is. Does this feel enjoyable? And then immediately stop it <laughs> because you shouldn't be doing it. That's sad. No, no, not if you're a sinner. I remember when they fucking told us that jacking off was a sin. I, I was in school. I was like this. Then everything is. <laughs> just, I can't fucking win. Small citizen thing. They just told us not to go get tit. They literally said to you that masturbating was a sin in school? It's even before that. Impure thoughts. Huh. So by going, oh, look at that nice ass, you're already in trouble. An impure thought. What's the rule? You can't have any impure thoughts and then you go to hell? Well, you have them and then you go and get forgiveness for them. And so it's like they never happened? It. Yeah. I mean, you're wiping a fucking slate clean, <laughs> you know? It's a whole new start. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, God takes away what you did. Hmm. That's what you get. This is what the Catholics have that nobody else has. It's fucking great. It's fucking clean slate. Yeah. But by the time you hit the parking lot, you've already fucked up again. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I bang her. Oh, God damn it. So fucking close. Well, going back to what you say with like the mother being Jewish, that means I'm more Jewish than Molly, even though my mom does like zero Jewish things. But... Every can claim like any every second that she's Jewish. I'm Jewish. She has she has tattoos. She uh, she doesn't do. She, we've never been to temple. She would buy me bacon, but oh yeah, I'm totally Jewish. But she does see herself as Jewish. Yeah, like the most Jewish person ever. Just constantly telling people. What were oh, your yeah, grandparents like? Uh, all of them died before I was born, so I have no idea. <laughs> and you you don't have the communication skills to ask your parents what they were like. I understand. There is no oral or written history in this country. So we're all just doomed. You know, we live here in the dark ages. <laughs> history now, is a fucking were your hole. Were your grandparents, were they freaked out? Did they? Yeah, actually. My, my dad's... Uh, well, my dad's parents were religious. They were they were definitely Jewish. Like they had Shabbat. Canadian they Jews, kosher. yeah, Canadian Jews. It's a whole different kind of Jewish, too. I think. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know, but even their bagels taste different. Yeah, they do. Not as good, if you ask me. I just think their it's... filter fish is better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had a well because my my uh, paternal grandfather wasn't that religious, and then he had like a, I, I think he had like a, a like an experience with God. Like he was uh -huh. in the Air Force, and he thought he was going to die, and then he. It was a bad thing. That's what happened to Cat Stevens. He went out. Right. Too, he went out too deep in the water. Fucking uh, said, "Please God, save me!" Catches the next wave, jumped up and started throwing rocks at women on the beach, calling them whores for being <laughs> so dressed that exactly way. Exactly what happened. That's something enough. Yeah, but they uh, they were kind of freaked out that my dad was not marrying another Jew. You know, I can see their point of view. Really? Well, you have to see something. There's only so many Jews. Well, but I ended up Jewish, even though my mom's not Jewish. But are you really <laughs> yes. in your grandparents' eyes? No, no, I guess I'm not. But I, I would have to go through a formal conversion. Like, I would have to have a mikvah, a ritual bath. No, I, I don't see why, because, you know, in my heart, I'm Jewish. I, wait, I will come to your ritual bath. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm not going to just watch that on Skype. I'm Sign going after the bath. <laughs> You're you going to come to my mikvah, but not <laughs> to my graduation? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm not having a mikvah, you know. I feel Jewish, so I don't think I should have to prove it to anybody. Well, you should have to prove prove it to the people of the Jewish faith. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. They're, no, but like what Shelby's saying, that they're, you know, that, so by blood, I'm not Jewish, but in some ways I, I know more about Judaism or I identify more strongly with Judaism than people who are. Yeah, that's not how you become a person of faith. 
by by no you have to this is it's not a spiritual thing also it's also a religion so you have to follow the doctrine of that religion to be of it i know just like i can't be like you know why do you think i'm a muslim i'm a muslim today <laughs> the muslims will look at me and go you're fucking out of your mind well, I think it's harder with Islam because they're, they're tenets. Like, you have to do... I think, like, with Judaism, it's a little more... You know, they say there are six million Jews and six million Judaisms. They don't say that there's six million Jews. They say Hitler killed no, six no, million no, Jews. No, no, no. That is a saying, though. Well, but is there always six million, no matter what happened? <laughs> no, but I guess... I don't know Enough why. Enough of the six million. <laughs> I don't crazy. know why the number was chosen, but that is the same thing that people say. It seems like a weird coincidence. <laughs> It's like if I would have named my baby Twin Towers. And everyone's <laughs> like, you mean like 9-11? I'm like, no, 9-11 is his sister. But this has nothing to do with what happened then. I don't know why they say that. I've heard that, I swear. If I really believed, right, I would be freaked out if my kid left the faith the way your dad has. First of all, he turned his back on his religion, started playing saxophone, playing what I consider to be um, jungle music, you know? <laughs> and then he's running around with a harp, and she's all like, I can't eat meat. And he's like, okay, not on Fridays, gotcha. You would, you, it would, if the faith itself was important to you, you would definitely want the children to stay with it. Particularly if you know you have... Uh, a religion that could disappear. Right. But, I mean, how would you feel, like, if you were in love with somebody and their parents didn't approve of you because you weren't the right Well, I got the Romeo and Juliet thing. I'm saying now I'm the parents. And I would be like, be with our people because we won't have people anymore unless we stay together. Our culture will go away. Because I can tell you, let's say when Italian people come to this country, right? They're like Italians. Their kids are like Italian-Americans. Their grandkids are like Americans who say I'm Italian. You know what I mean? It's just gone. You're at the Jersey Shore It's just gone in two fucking generations. The Jews acknowledge that because they've lived all over the world. So they stay very, very tight. And they keep that religion uh, as precious as they possibly can. But I don't think that you have to be a part of of a purely Jewish marriage in order to have... Like, you know, for like, for example, for me, like, you know, that I became that I'm Jewish, even though my mom, like, you know, that I defy that logic, like that hopefully I'll. But you, you're saying that you're Jewish, but you don't attend temple regularly. Well, I do. I you're mean, not I, I do of... Shabbat every Friday night. That's a fun dance craze. For you. <laughs> uh, what's Shabbat? Explain that to people. Shabbat is uh, is like the marking of entering the day of rest. You know, you have a, like a festive meal. You light candles. You yeah, anybody could do that. That's no, the easy part. But it's you nice know, Friday dinner. every Friday you go out and you enjoy a nice fucking meal. No, then I guess I'm Jewish, Chris. Because <laughs> look at me. Head Jew. Head Jew over there. You know what? I'm ordering two entrees. That's how Jewish I feel tonight. I mean, it's Shabbat, everybody. Now, Come on. Now, if somebody asked you if you were Jewish, would you say yes or no, Shelby? I would say no, but my mom would say, oh, yes, yes. You're but 100%. see, I'm showing you something here. Look how quickly it can go away if it's not taken care of. Well, right, because his mom is Jewish. His mom, but she did not 
do the things that a Jewish person would do to preserve that culture. Even she, she let her kid run around like a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, like a Presbyterian. Even when I was reading, like we recite the prayers while we're lighting the menorah, I never knew what any of them meant. I would just, okay, we'll read them off and then she'll give me some bedspread or whatever, even though the other kids are getting a PlayStation. Let me, let me tell you how quickly it can disappear. The Catholic Church was the biggest thing ever. And I remember when the Pope came to Philadelphia in 1980, and people were going f- crazy. And the Polish people were showing up, and the Italian people were showing up, the Irish people. It was so gigantic. When the A couple years ago, when the old Pope came to New York, he went to a... He actually visited a temple right in my neighborhood. First time ever that the Pope walked into a Jewish temple. Ever. What? In all these years. In these thousands of years. They were never curious? He's riding down the street, and I go out to see the Pope, so I can tell my parents I saw the Pope go by. Is me and all Spanish people. There were no Italians, there were no Polish, there were no Irish, because those cultural groups are gone. And that happened within 30 years. They're not really living in Italian neighborhoods, not really living in Irish neighborhoods, Polish neighborhoods. I went to school. I, my my best two buddies, one was Italian, one was Polish. One, uh, I was Irish Catholic. We lived in the same neighborhood. We went to three different Catholic churches. We did not even... <laughs> it was so divided then that we all went to our, se- our separate churches. We all identified ourselves by that, too. We would call ourselves when we would fight. We would call ourselves all the, you know, the, the slurs with that or saying it in a very happy way that we were together. That's all gone for our, you know, our, our kids would have no idea what that was like. But I also think that if that, like, if, if even if you're exposed to it a little bit and, and that you like identify it with it, then you'll come, you know, you'll come to like identify as, as whatever. It's watered down though. You don't understand the, the amount of faith people have and the fact that you're okay with it doing a couple of things instead of completely being involved in the faith. You've changed the faith. You've changed the culture. But doesn't every, I mean, on some level, doesn't everyone do that? Like if, that if you're, you know, so in like, America, yes, but that's what the Jews fight against. Well, they don't want to turn around and go, hey, we're just a bunch of Protestants. Their religion is something different. I know, but I think that you that you pick and choose in any religion which rituals are most important to you. Today, you do. You didn't do that for 2,000 years I know, but with these religions. You are treating it the same way as you treat shopping, which is fine, but to the people of that faith for, for real, who don't look at everything like it's, you know, basically a new age philosophy, it makes you feel better, so then it's good. I don't care about what those people think. Exactly what I'm fucking trying to tell you. <laughs> but no. You're not carrying the culture along. Yes, I am. You, know, you just said you don't care what the people of that culture. Yeah, because I, I'm doing held. what what you know what is relevant to me and what. Yes, I, exactly. That's not being part of a culture. I don't. That's you taking care of yourself. I completely disagree. I I think like especially. It, wait, first of all, it doesn't matter whether you agree or disagree. Okay. What I'm telling you is fact. If something is done some way for two thousand years and then a generation or two starts to do it just the way they want to, that's not the same thing. It becomes, whether you like it or not, impure. That's what every every religion devolves this, that way. 
every single religion yes. has rituals that they practice. Like, look at Kabbalah. That that was brand new, and but now you're making it's my fucking point. You, they the fact that every religion devolves uh, is why the Jews tr- tried so long to hold on to it so tightly because it was their culture. You are more American than you are Jewish. Yes. I don't think, though, that that is. Uh, I don't. For me, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No one's asking you that. Okay. That isn't the point at all. The point of this is: Are you happy with the way you're living your life? <laughs> and that is not the point of this. The point is this: Is uh, have those old cultures, whether they're Catholic. I- I've seen the Catholic thing during my lifetime, just fizz into nothingness. I can't tell you how strict it was when I was a little kid. And my parents then used to say, I can't believe it. This is really going to down hill. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's it so fucking strict. They can't stand it. I can't breathe in here. But now, when I see kids running around a Catholic church or people showing up in shorts, I just sit there and go, what did I waste my fucking early years on? It's for nothing. No one gives a shit. I don't think my parents would have married each other if they weren't part of the same church, the Salvation Army. They're, both their parents were so Wait, strict the, in it. The, the church is called Salvation Army? Yeah. I didn't even I know that. What? Yeah, it's a church. I thought it was just like a name. Was that like a church? No, my my grandfather on my dad's side was a minister in the Salvation Army. Of course, that you got a rank. But the religion itself is called Salvation Army. <laughs> yeah, Salvationist. Well, then, how come your parents became Lutherans? Because they, when um, my brother was born, they wanted to put him in the Lutheran day school, and they could get a discount on it if they quit being Salvationist and join the Lutheran Church. And that's how quickly culture is lost. I don't. Think and now, and now, their son Fez doesn't believe in God at all. You just got it. I think uh, personally, I think about it less like, um, less like a disintegration and more just like change. That that like a lot of people. No, there's no. There's no listen, none. listen, because a lot of people. <laughs> sorry. Whoa. <laughs> just because. Okay, a lot of people who are Jewish now identify as culturally Jewish, like you know that they're really into like. We all know. understand these things that you think are new, but what we're trying to say to you, the difference is, we can remember how they were before, and when someone says now, hey, I'm a Catholic, but I go once a year, that would not have been a Catholic. This is a different experience. But don't, I actually think it's better, though, that you can choose... That, but that's not the fucking point. The point isn't whether it's better or not. Fucking Martin Luther went and, and, and uh, pulled away from the Catholic Church hundred years ago so you went out and, and joined other things and they could say it's better the point is what used to be the culture is no more yeah I've- it's gone and whether or not so when you go around and say i'm jewish because i do this one little thing you're not really in, uh, involved in that tradition of that faith that has gone on for five or six thousand years you're not truly a part of it in the way that all the people who were before i I think that part of the reason why I like candles on Friday night is to be a part of the the. the I understand, but the the fact of the matter, if you would have said to people thousands of years ago, 
what does it mean to be a Jew? And they would, none of them would say, oh, you get to light a candle on Friday night. No, I mean, that's, a, huge, that's a big part of it. Now, Fez, before you were shot down, I didn't mean to you shoot you down, to talk Fez. about I, your salvationist sorry. thing. Oh, yeah, what I was going to say is that uh, my grandparents on both sides, strict salvationists, had a lot of kids, ton of grandkids. There's not one, even to the next generation, that's still in that church. I mean, that's not just disintegration. That's just gone. I I don't know. Uh, but in some ways, I also think that it's the responsibility of the faith to remain, like, to, to change and, like, remain relevant to people, too. Why? Why would that be? Because the, the whole why, point I, so, of... So if the people just start to say this, oh, uh, now we, you know, we're... Uh, I'll just say, if people today just start like going, oh, we shoot dogs in the street, then the church would find themselves a way of being part of that. The The point of these faiths were people to follow the faith, not for the faith to follow the people. And whether you like it or not, what you could just say is, I don't really share in that faith, because you're not really part of that long tradition that used to exist. And whether you think that's better or worse is not relevant to this. What the truth is, you're practicing something that the people a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, wouldn't have seen as their faith at all. And I I saw it happen over my lifetime. It's fucking crazy how much it's changed and how easier it's gotten because you have to make people easier yeah. for people today. Because they're they they do not want the structure of an actual faith. Um Here's a lay. Lay you're on the run of show. Hi. I just, I, I'm really enjoying your conversation. I, I just, first of all, Judaism evolves. And, it, and it's a good thing. And, but the rites and the rituals, a lot of those still remain the same. But there are all different degrees that you follow it. Right, also, but I, I can speak more people, about uh, like a Catholic doctrine more than I can Jewish. But I think it's different. It, it was about a strict adherence uh, uh, to your religion. And no, if you go back and read, you will see the Jews. The Orthodox Jews will look at you like you were talking crazy. I know, I know, but but like what she's saying about different degrees that you identify with, like a particular sect, like that that's been around for. I guess it's not that old, but you know, Re- Reform Judaism was was like created a long time ago. You you love the idea of being a cultural Jew? No, I because I mean, no, because I I'm I'm a religious Jew. I mean, I I I pray to God and I like you know I'm religious. I'm religious too. And it, I was Israel waiting to hear. In what way? Can I it, talk? Israel is, no, Israel, you can't fucking talk because you, 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 I, I, I'm sitting here talking to her and if you wanted to jump in, but that statement that you just made like that was really annoying. Well, I called to talk to you. Yeah, well, I, that doesn't mean I'm your fucking pet. You know what I mean? I'm not your fucking lap dog. Well, I don't use the word F beater, so, you know, what I was trying to say is. I don't use the word F either. What channel are you listening to? 
This Yikes. is why people get annoyed with Jews. That's she was literally she, she was actually being like what we in New York <laughs> consider Jewish people to be like. She what was are you saying? that was refreshing. Oh like the way God. you shut Fez down, she attempted no, I didn't mean to that. shoot me down. But I was just pointing out to Fez that here's one way to handle that when people do that to you. I'm not her fucking pet. Um here's Mike. Mike and Marilyn, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, uh Ron. Um yeah. You're talking about how religion, you know, you should keep it going from the same as it was 2,000 years ago. No, I didn't say that anyone should do any of those things. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think everything is going to adapt with the times, no matter how much you want it to or don't want it to. Um, my point is, like, the Amish. Yeah, they supposedly don't embrace anything of the new modern culture and everything. But then again, you know, you're riding through Pennsylvania, and you see the Amish with a hay baler that has a 20-horsepower motor. Well, first of all, you you're, not, you're not paying attention. Those are not Amish. Those are Mendonites. And there are people who broke off from the Amish faith and tried to keep some of the faiths. So they'll, buy, they'll drive a black truck instead of a horse and buggy. But they are no longer Amish. And they're not seen as the Amish of being uh, Amish. And you have Mendonites, you have Dunkards, um, the list goes on and on of people who have said, look, I, I, I want to do some of this stuff, but not all of it. You know, the Protestants did that with the Catholics. But the whole thing of you have to keep up with the times, if you looked at it from a strictly religious point of view, the religion... The faith would have been correct from the beginning, that that time should follow the faith. If this is truly leading to eternal bliss, you wouldn't go, yeah, but then I also, you know, want to have a little ecstasy. You know what I mean? You would not be able to do it. They used to say the fact of this is this was the only way. The only way is the way these people felt about their religions. And now we think of religion in more terms of, I like to do these little things that make me feel good about myself. Most of these religions used to be pretty painful to follow them. Um, here is um, here's Charlie. Charlie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, the reason you're having so much trouble explaining this topic is white people do not believe... In the 70s, there was white segregation. There is a train track in Crestville, New Jersey. There are no Jews on the west side of these train tracks. All the Jews, they would all say, oh, you're from the East Hill. You're from the Hill. There's a hill on both sides, but I'm from the Hill. Okay, and this is the fucking 70s. And all that is gone now. And there's not a white person under fucking 40 who believes this. That's why you're having such a hard time explaining it. Well, I mean... There was, of course, segregation, religious segregation, cultural segregation, which, by the way, if the culture itself was important to you, would make total sense. Now, you're saying, but why can't we go out and explore the world? I agree with you. Obviously, I've picked the same exact thing, you know, but I would never go around and act like, oh, this is the same religion practice by these other people yeah no i mean it's different across people and it's different across time for sure i I don't think anybody's disputing that but i do think that like that the most important parts of the religion like still 
remain like that that like you know that that and, and you would forever. have no way of knowing you would have no way of knowing no but i just mean from 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 the from the beginning until now I, I would least. say that you would have no way of knowing what parts you've discarded and what joy or satisfaction you would have gotten by really following. That's true. There, there's, there's no way that we would know that at all. Um, I, I will tell you this in terms of this is how much the Christian religion has changed. When you hear people today saying stuff like, Jesus wants you to do good. God wants you to get a nice house and do it. People never, for history, thought of Jesus and God that way. He was a king. You would avert your eyes from God. Now they see this thing as a friendship. You could say it's better, but it's certainly not the same thing. Um, here is um, here's John. John, Long Island, you're on the run of show. John, go ahead, buddy. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think we just had a moment with Molly. She was very defensive, it seemed, early on, and just agreed with you on something. I think the defense mechanism, which I've never heard her ever on the air really have, is that she knows exactly what you just said. It's, it's not about labeling something as that's good or that's no good. It's about the difference between where it's come from and where it is now. Right. Uh, and the fact is, you followed your faith without question. You didn't think to, you were not um, smart enough or strong enough to decide which parts felt good. No, I and absolutely which parts didn't. I, do you know that I like because my because my mom is Catholic and because my dad is Jewish for like. For so long, for all of elementary school, for all of middle school, I was trying out different things. Like that I would go to an Episcopal church, I would go to Catholic church, I would go to synagogue, I even went to a Buddhist temple. Like I, I really, I mean... But, I, do you, but do you understand that that's completely different than what we're talking no, about? No, and, and also within Judaism that I explored different things. Like that I tried being kosher and it wasn't for me. I'm not telling you that you should do anything. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is you, we, none of us can act like we're following the faith and culture that existed before us. And that's why I said I would completely understand your grandparents being freaked out if they really thought this is the culture and we've held this for thousands of years and now our son is running off with a Catholic girl. That would, if, if I was a person of that kind of faith, that would have fucking been nuts to me but the point is is that it like even the faith that they were following is not the same one that that my like you know my way back ancestors did like that even year to year it changes they were bacon eaters still no <laughs> mm. uh here's joe joel you're on the run fish show hi ron yeah i say i agree with you because i'm uh indian from north northern wisconsin and in the last 15 years i've seen our culture evaporate in my eyes you know and i'm only 26 so it's mid 90s till now so and these are actual cultures that existed for thousands of years that yeah. are all but defunct so you could understand why the jews would want to hold on exactly. as tightly as they could yeah and that's what we've been trying to do the elders in the native american way but it's just all the kids you know all their you know, you listen to rap music or whatever. And 
The thing I like about your thing with having the elders is you just got to stay alive to really move up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Basically, if you live long enough, you will be one of the elders. You yeah. Know? Right. Not like a democracy where you have to run out, get votes, make promises. No. Slip. Just live long <laughs> enough. Now, Fez, before you were shut down like a, like a child, you were trying to make some points, and then you, you got nervous, and it all went away for you. But tomorrow I want you to come back in with some of those, because I, I think that whole thing about the Salvation Army being a religion... No idea. ...was crazy to me. So it was a charity. Are you saying we get a break? We have to break one more time before we go. Okay, I want a break now, then. Okay. Uh, when we get back... Uh, Shelby will tell us what he's done to keep the faith alive. And by that, I'm talking about the Steeler Nation faith. Because it's been a long time since Ben Roethlisberger. Within the first, how many years did he get his two championships? The first one was... Second year. Yes. Uh, and then the, the next one was in 08, or early 09. So it's, been a- so it's going to be 15. When we're playing this one. He was, he did make that one in Green Bay, but then uh, got shut down by Aaron Rodgers. That's true. So he went to three. Yeah. Too bad that his you know career wasn't flipped around the other direction. You know what I mean? Oh. We remember him as a goddamn superstar. He'd be a king right now. You think, would you put him in the Hall of Fame if his career ended tomorrow? Ben Roethlisberger, no. He doesn't make it, even with two rings. We'll pick that up when we get back. Run a Fez show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99. <laughs> We all decided this is the only rejoinder music that we like. <laughs> we need all new imaging. Who wants to be in charge? I'm in charge of that. Yes, you were in charge of that. You're no longer in charge. Nobody else? Then I then I still want to be in charge of it. Maybe it. I should go outside and find an outside person who can be in charge of the imaging for the Ron Fez show. For the rejoinder music? For the rejoinder, the opening, everything. I would volunteer, but I don't really know anything. <laughs> oh, I got that from our last conversation. <laughs> Ron, can I talk? I'm the intern here this entire That's semester. That's my voice sounds like. My mother is Catholic. My father is sax-playing Jew. <laughs> he is a sax-playing Jew. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, my friend. Thanks. And your sister's all tatted up. Yep. Tatted How up. bad tat? She's got she's got three big ones. Wow. Yep. She's also got a, uh, her nose pierced, but not like normally. She has got like the bowl. You know what my mom would say to that? What? If you were born with that, you'd cry. <laughs> and then we'd spend money to get it fixed. Now you're going to go out and do it? That's true. You'll never get a tattoo? No, I don't think so. You know why? Why? It feels like it's dirty under your skin. Yeah. I feel like I got to get that. Dirt out from underneath there. No, no, it's not for me. Chris, I don't want you to put pictures this up. Is like that. No, this is her sister. No, stop it. Stop it. Just giant tats. Fucking sleeves. So I gotta find somebody on the outside. 
Somebody wants to do it. I want to do it. Chris, you would have done it by now. For quite the time. Like you had all last week off. All you could have been doing is thinking about that. I know. You choking? No, I'm just burping. Say baby. Oh, God. Say baby so we know you're not joking. Baby. Okay, she's okay. <laughs> she's okay. Wait, is that something She said baby. Why is that the word? Because <laughs> they're babies when you say it to them. That's what you are. Yeah. Oh. So you always say that to the baby. Say baby. Say baby. What if they can't say baby? Then you start fucking hitting the hell out of their back. <laughs> Whatever you're supposed to do. Kneeling on their ribs. I'm always ready to start a fucking trach with a pen cap. <laughs> I saw that happen on MASH. Have you ever choked? Mm, I was born choking, honey. I came into this world with a cord wrapped around my neck. I could not breathe. Whoa. I couldn't breathe. By the way, I was born... This is how things have changed. I was born in a Catholic hospital where all the, the, the nurses were nuns. Yeah, things have changed. You don't see that anymore. I don't even know the last time I saw a nun. They used to be everywhere. In my neighborhood. They were just walking around going crazy. <laughs> going waddling, yeah. going crazy? Yeah, they were out of their minds. They would come after you like there was no fucking tomorrow. Nobody's <laughs> as fast as a nun. They'll swoop in on you. My mom told me that one time she um, shoplifted a lipstick from like the local pharmacy. I bet she did. And the nun rose up from the counter, <laughs> like basically from behind the counter and caught her. See, that's good. They were keeping an eye on us. Mm -hmm. It's like having a fucking shadow behind you wherever you went. <laughs> then they would go over. This is what they used to do. They would, uh, like, during the mass, you know, you would act like you were going to mass. You'd go down to the fucking laundromat where it was nice and warm. <laughs> hang out in the laundromat, get some bare tit. And then the nuns would show up in the laundromat in the middle of the mass. They would have to fucking take off. <laughs> Wait. Why were you seeing bare tit in the laundromat? Because you were meeting some of the girls that were bad girls. Oh, you were okay. meeting bare girls, not girls like yourself. Okay. Okay, you're a good girl. Thanks. This is a safe zone. Thank you. You got your little Jewish. Every Friday night, you eat a nice entree, you light a candle, <laughs> you, you're, you're on your way to eternity. You're a good girl. Thanks. You know, when you slapped Fez down like he was a bitch, I was loving it. When Chris Stanley looked over and went like this, maybe I should help Fez, then went... <clears throat> No, that neck brace is fake. It is fake. Here he comes. The neck brace is real. There it is. That's our Fezzi's back. The neck brace is real. Drink up, everybody. Shotgun and beer. Or sip. Shotgun. All right, so what were you talking about with football? Oh, you would not put Ben Roethlisberger if he got fucking hurt today. No, he wouldn't make it to the... Would Drew Brees if he gets hurt? Yeah, he makes it with one. Yeah, he makes it. He makes it. Drew Brees makes it over Why? Big Ben. Uh, better, uh, st better stats. Even so what? He's put up more consistent stats he, at the quarterback I, position. Oh, does he have more win losses? Because that's what you want out of a quarterback. Take a look right now. Yeah. Give me winning percentages. All right. Give me trips to the playoffs. A great right. stat you could look at is two Super Bowl wins. Oh come on. Uh, all right. So Drew Brees is. He has a lot more touchdowns, that's for sure. Well, now with stats, it's such a passing league. So, I mean, so how many people? Would you put Phillip Rivers in? I mean, he's going over 4,000 no, every year. No, he's falling apart. He's not a winner. Phillip Rivers is not a winner. Brees has a higher passer rating. And he's got higher completions. 
Yeah, we can't. What's their win loss? Because that's what I was interested in. Because then you would know. Are you, you know, putting up Marino numbers? Drew Brees is 117 and 80. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger is 105 and 51. So better percentages for Roethlisberger. Yeah. It looks like about 30, 20 less games. Now you look like an asshole. <laughs> Shelby, you put him in? Yeah, I'd put him in. He's- I, I'm going to be totally honest here. He's on the border for me. I'm not sure. He probably would get my vote, but he doesn't get my automatic vote. For his scrambling ability alone. He's tough to tackle. I just, it's weird to see just how impressive he was the first few years, and now the fact that we don't bring his name up. Ever. No one cares But this is something classy about the city of Pittsburgh. You never hear, hey, they ought to get rid of him. If he was in New York, you know, they talk about getting rid of Eli during the fucking Super Bowl. Constantly. Well, now he's going to fucking have a, he's going to fix 70% of his passes, according to Tom Coughlin. Uh, Mark in Carolina, you're on the Run and Fez show. Mark. 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 Yeah. Sounds like a hell of dog. Do you remember when they changed the masses in the Catholic Church from Latin to whatever language, like English, French, and French? Yeah, I was little when that happened, but my family talks about it a lot, and then I, I've been to Latin masses. Yeah, I mean, it really was... It was and remember when they brought in the guitar mass? Yeah, my parents didn't want anything oh, to do with that. To try to keep people in the church, but the truth is, is we live in a material society that values things that uh, that the churches can't keep up with. The churches just can't keep up with the the society we're living in, and you end up with people like Molly who go test the, the Episcopalian, and she went to the Buddhist. Right. Decided to go, you know, that's what happens because it's. Uh, She's treating it like a food court. No. It's not uh, faith, it's a, like food, a food court, court for her. Exactly. You're in a mall. Yeah. And, you know, she's so used to being told, oh, that's wonderful, that she was shocked that we didn't say the same thing. No. Uh. <laughs> the fact that what faith makes you feel best has never been what it's about. I don't about. think about it like that. I think I, I, fell, I fell backward into. A burning ring of fire. No. <laughs> No. Love it, is a burning thing. I hate this. <laughs> Why do you hate? Because I like... You're, I know what you like. You're a good girl, Molly. And you've really no, been doing good stop. stuff. You're the best Jew I've ever met, Isn't Molly. Isn't she good? You don't have any tattoos. No, she's... Look at her arms. They're just tattoo free. It's Molly, then Moses, <laughs> then Seinfeld. Best Jews ever. That's my best Jew list. Can I just tell you? That came off a little anti-Semitic. How what? Throw in Seinfeld's name in there for no reason. Anyway, Jew list. Best Jew list. You know, you worry, you make me worry sometimes, Chris. I love the Jewish man and woman. The Jewish people. I love them. I'm a fan. You wouldn't say that. I, 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 I do, though. If I, were, if I were Jewish, I'd be a hardcore, I'd be a hardcore Jew. I'd be, I'd be like, fuck again. Why don't you try to be a good Catholic <laughs> and learn the Lord's Prayer? And we'll start there. Eesh. He calls it the Jewry off air. Ugh. All right. No, I don't. Duke, you're on the Running Face Show. Hey, I want to talk about a couple things. Oddly enough, I'm a confirmed Catholic from Pittsburgh, so not a lot to talk about here, huh? But yeah. uh, first I want to say, um, just because Ben Roethlisberger is an asshole doesn't mean he doesn't deserve being the National Football Hall of Fame. And we're not talking about the 
Nobel Peace Prize here. He's been to three Super Bowls in the, since 2004, and he's won two of them. He has no offensive line ever, and he hasn't had a running back since Jerome Bettis, and Willie Parker was a sham, and now we have Le'Veon Bell, so possibly we'll have a chance. Um, my family every Christmas takes me to a Catholic Mass at midnight, and it's in Polish, on Polish Hill in Pittsburgh. And uh, I'm a pretty hardcore thinker about my faith, and I'm totally turned off by everything in the Catholic Church. And I don't think it's because of anything. It's just because I don't really have anything to worry about or put my faith into it. It's a pretty sustainable time, and any time there's, there's peace throughout the country, and really we're living in a pretty good time, there's not going to be a whole lot of religion. So we start having a civil war, they're going to start running out of communion cookies and wine, but I think we're doing pretty good right now. So when we are of, of comfort, we get very casual with our faith, and then when times are bad, we embrace our faith. Correct. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you can look at it statistically, and it's like, of course you've got crazy people being very religious on the Gaza Strip and places like that, because they don't know if they're going to wake up in the morning, so they're praying to God that they stay alive. I mean, it's, Isn't the odd thing is that their religion is what's gotten them all into trouble, too? Yeah, um, well, my dad was bringing up to me the other day. Cause he, that we he, can't even understand that so yeah. far gone and, like historical that it's never going to end. I mean, my, yeah, uh, my dad, so my dad watches Fox News constantly. So my dad's saying to me, you leave this shit over in Iraq right now? <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, Pop. And he's like this. They, they, they come in, they find the Christians, they behead the kids, they're raping the women, they're disemboweling the, the fathers, and they go like this. Pop, why is anyone... In Iran, still a fucking Christian. Why would you have ever... Why wouldn't you be getting out of Iraq, Iran, day one? I'd be looking around going like, you know, if you're a fucking Christian, you're like, oh, I'm in a bad neighborhood. Saber's changed the Middle a lot. East. This Middle East is a bad neighborhood for people like us. Hop over to Europe. You'll be great. Yeah. I mean, come on. I'd be, Hop over. Yeah. Come over here where you'll get called Muslim by white people. But I bet you they're in a fucking heartbeat. But every time that they want us to bomb somebody, they tell us that they're raping children. Yeah. Every single time. They have rape rooms, and then no one cares about the rape rooms <laughs> after the fact. No one, is, no one ever seems like they ever get involved in helping with something, but they love to scream about it and get upset with the rape rooms. Um, Eric, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah. Um, I just want to make a quick point about uh, how with times changing. Like, I'm Catholic, I live on Long Island, and uh, I still go on dates where, you know, like, I've gone on dates with these Christian girls who don't even believe in evolution still, and like... No, that's faith. In... What's that? That's faith. That's faith when you are given scientific fact, but you still decide to follow your leaders, your faith. That's what faith is. I just, I just find it so hard to believe, though, because, like, like the evidence being so strong. Yes, that. and that's what faith is, to not, not give up, even in the face of logic. To not say, oh, really, would it be such a big deal if I ate this or that? No. You know, or, or, or call it superstition. You would just follow along like a superstitious, scared person and follow your faith. 
right into unhappiness. And then after that, after this life, then you'll be given a better life where they give you jelly beans every morning. Oh, man, for breakfast. Here's what I remember one time when I was a little kid. I was four years old and I had this terrible feeling. I remember my mom was putting the laundry away. And I thought to myself, I had this frightening feeling about eternity. I said to my mom, I go, Mom, when I die and I get to heaven... I'm going to be an old person, or I could be like good, like I'm four years old. And my mom goes like this: "You'll be four. <laughs> no, 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 no. You'll be four. It'll be great." So that to me is what real faith is: <laughs> just throw it out there as quickly as you can possibly come. Now everybody's having four. Use that mind. <laughs> <laughs> Later, I have a cupcake for you. All right, stop fucking freaking. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but there was something about getting older when I was a little kid that scared me. I remember like one of my very first memories. It's got to be one of my first two. I don't know if it's my first memory or my second. But I was sitting with my grandmother, and I remember the song she was singing. I remember the house that we were in, so it had to have been under three years old. And uh, she was singing, and I was looking at her, and I was eating her cheese... Um, puffs. I was trying to act like I was interested in the song so I could keep back. <laughs> I'm already running an angle. And to me, like in my memory, a cheese puff is about the size of fucking Chris Stanley's head. It just Huge. seemed like it was enormous. You know, and I'm just like, Freakish. oh my God, these cheese puffs are so good. I'm going to have to put up with this. But I remember thinking, oh my God, she's so old. It's so sad. She's so old. And listen to how weak her singing voice is. She's so old. And that was like one of my first memories. I'm like crazy. That's crazy. And I just thought she was the oldest, saddest <laughs> thing with really delicious treats. It's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you a little hint, too. Okay. She was not Catholic. Really? Mm -hmm. She was not Catholic. Whoa. She was a fucking Sheely. Oh, boy. What is that? She was uh, an Irish Protestant. Oh. Perhaps the worst people on the planet. (laughs) And I got it in my blood. I can't fight that. I'm sorry, man. My dad was not poor Catholic. He... He wasn't born Catholic, but he converted. Yeah. Oh wow. Is it is Sheely like a is that a derogatory term? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's the S word. Um, Rob, how you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How you doing? Yeah. Hope I can apply for that imaging position. Well, right now my guys are all fighting over at Fez's. Like, give me a chance. I'm already working on the promos. Shelby's like, I know music. Chris is still holding on to a tattered old flag. So <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll come back to it. All right, this was just sent to me. How come that Molly doesn't understand when people say they follow something religiously? It's without question. That is the truth. You don't question if you want to have real faith. You don't use logic. You don't choose. You just follow. I can't argue with that. And yet, if Fez started to talk now... No! He hasn't said a goddamn thing since you shut him down. I know, I feel feel terrible. I I really feel bad. Sorry, Fez. 
he's punishing you by sitting there now quietly with his fake brace. Neck brace. I think it's real. It's bullshit, Molly. Don't let him fool you. It's a real neck brace. Drink, everyone. All right, let me shotgun. <laughs> That's how it sounds when you drink a beer. I'm fucked up. Does he say I'm fucked up? I'm fucked up. <laughs> you were drinking a tiny beer. I didn't know they still made Miller nips. <laughs> Pony bottles. That was always weird, like a seven ounce beer. I'm gonna fucking drink one hundred of these. Yeah, well, they stay cold. That was the whole point of it. <laughs> oh, that, I know that was the reason yeah, behind no it. Yeah, no scuzz. All right. Yeah. Hmm. And then girls would be like, "Can I have one of those? They're so cute." <laughs> you know, like I still need to drink a fucking certain amount of alcohol here. Okay, I need to forget about my faith. <laughs> um, Patrick, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's going on, guys? First time listener. I like what I'm hearing. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a different perspective. Um, I grew up Lutheran, and that so that's you know, an offshoot of the the whole Catholic religion. And well, now I'm a non denominational. Let, let me explain to a heathen like Molly. <laughs> Martin Luther. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Martin Luther went and nailed his feces to the door of the Catholic Church. I guess it was cold. <laughs> Theses, hmm? theses. He nailed his theses to the door. I think you want to go back and change that. No, it's definitely. He was so mad at the Catholic, he nailed his shit up to the door. Yeah. No. Well, no. regardless, uh, yeah. C.S. Lewis, the uh, you know great Christian writer. Well, you know people debate that, but regardless, he wrote this book called The Pilgrim's Regress, and it starts off with this young man who's given this card that has all the rules and regulations, and as he gets older the leaders of the church start to show them, well, there's stuff on the other side, too. And the stuff on the other side is contradictory to the rules and regulations. Like, sometimes you got to lie to make people feel good. And that's what happens in religion, is that men get a hold of it. And so throughout the book, he sees all these different things, claptrap and science and art and what men have made. And then on the way back, the regression, he sees through uh, what it, for what it really is. It's just men imitating what was set up by the one who created it all, you know, in this case, God. And this case. He, uh, he gets to see that it's really about relationship, not about, well, what do I do to obtain? Because nobody's good enough to ever obtain anything. It's something that we can't do to obtain it. So, anyway. Thanks, dude. Sorry. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I was just saying it's a, it's a biblical theme that yeah, throughout, that where sin abounds, grace abounds even more, that love is bigger than anything else. No, I get it. And the one percenters are always bullshitting the rest of us. <laughs> no matter what you want to, seriously. The one percenters will always act like... It doesn't, you know, and that's why we can't ever pull anything off, because if you get something that is pure of motives, the church uh, union is a perfect thing. Hey, let's do something for the workers. Let's take care of the workers. And it seems like every time you get one, as you get up to the top, people get corrupt because they get the fucking power. You know, it always comes back to Animal Farm. The pigs are walking now. It's depressing. By the way, did you see that fucking bear walking around over our vacation yeah, on two legs? Thing. That fucking put a chill down through me. If I, if I was on that camera, I would have fucking grabbed a gun and put that thing down. If a bear started walking on two legs, we're fucked. 
All right? I'll go take that thing out of the Did you watch pool. the end of it? It just starts smoking a cigar. Oh, what? <laughs> They're smoking now? Mm. They, just, they, they get up real close. It's very quiet. And the bear just starts going like this. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that fucking bear's watching TV. Oh, no. I'm, I'm sick this of it. This is so frightening. It's just walking down it's the street. like a person. Yeah. It knows... It's, lear- it's learned to fucking walk differently than all the other bears. It's evolving. Uh. Yeah, it's scary, Molly. It's walking like a dude. <laughs> That's so <laughs> frightening. That's crazy. so frightening, man. It's going into the garbage can. <laughs> Like a homeless person. <laughs> a bear is just becoming a homeless person. We gotta wipe him out. It looks like a person walking around in a bear suit. It isn't, though. I'm it's skeptical. A bear. It's a bear. Well, you know what's probably wrong with it? It's probably hurt its paw. And it's, you know, it no. can't get around without that. It, it can't put all four paws down. It's evolved. But I swear, it's not. A, it's really a bear. I did research on this. It's walking around in the woods. Not like it's out in the open. <laughs> this is how quickly evolution takes place. It happens in a heartbeat. <laughs> Soon have pants the on. title of the video is just a bear walking upright like a human. <laughs> Started over from the beginning. Who put that up? Who put up the title like that? I was. I Which was one not, of you mugs? Was not I. Why? What is it about the beginning that thrills you? This is what he's walking to. <laughs> The fucking elephant walk, you idiot! This is a bear. It's, a, it's called a bear walk. It makes it way better. <laughs> He's right. I mean, it's a fun song. Only you can prevent forest fires. Pale, you can too. You can walk with your fucking upright. By the way, who says that? You can only, only you can prevent forest fires. Yogi? No, I know. Smoky. Smoky. Yogi. Yogi. What's his name? Smoky. Smoky what? Smoky the bear. Smokey, uh, Smokey the Firefighting Bear. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. His name has never been Smokey the Bear. What is it? Smokey Bear. Really? Yeah. People make a giant mistake when they say it's Smokey the Bear. A huge mistake. Yeah. Whoa. And other, the, even dumber is Yogi. No <laughs> <laughs> wonder she slaps you down like there's no tomorrow. Have you been talking to your sister lately? Yeah. yeah. Her sister's a rock star. A rock star. She's something else. I mean, she did. Did she humor him with the fake? <laughs> we all are. We all are. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's not even tied in together. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm yeah. supposed to end at three o'clock. Yeah. You, I got to send you guys to a comedy meeting. We're in a com- We have a comedy meeting up next upstairs. It's great being back, everybody. Uh, if you're keeping score at home, Molly one, phase zero. <laughs> Although he did cover for you during that Shelby argument today. It's one to one, then. One to one. It's a deadlock. Hey, he left you out to dry. And I actually thought that Shelby was attacking Fez through you. Oh. But he's not going to admit to that either. Just admit it. Um, let's. Uh, one more time, remind people, come down Mass, Thursday, August 21st, here in Manhattan, 8 o'clock at night. Love a night on Mask. 
Chris Gathard is going to be here. He's he's a wild man. He's got a really, really crazy scene going on. I can't wait to talk to him about it. Uh, He's appeared on Louie. The backlash is already there. Bored to death. They canceled that. (laughs) The office, it's gone. And Broad City, still limping along like a bear walking on two legs. Oh, God. Chris Gathard, the next Unmasked, over to the Interbang to check that out. That's it for us. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Molly, since you had a big show today, you get to hit the dunk. Go ahead. Run on over. It's your day to hit the dunk. Hit it and quit it. I was going to give it to Fez, but when you shut him down. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of my show. Dunk. Like that drive me out of my mind I watched it for a little while You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.